Yes. <laughs> that was. Can uh, you do that again? I will, but that will require <laughs> a one-time subscription of ten ninety-nine. I wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Great. Yep. Awesome. Amazing. Yep. Love yep. it. Awesome. See. Great. Okay. I know oh, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thanks, Matt. Uh, so you're welcome. I did it because I care about you. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. I, if that's what you how you show you care, I hope I never make you mad. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Without context, like this all sounds really dire on the recording. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Whoever's listening, please, they're definitely going to think I killed them. Right, whoever's listening, please understand. And send help. I mean, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. All right. So uh, to begin, let's. You hear how we talk so I let them out of the same room? To what about? Never mind. Let's choose our end of session questions. <laughs> and done. All right. Um, no, Martin, you have to change them for this last session. Oh, oh, tell no. me what to do. <laughs> you can't. I'm not telling you what to do. Oh. It's the last session. Come on, stretch out of that comfort zone. Make Violet like. But it's comfortable. Act like a behave. Yeah, but like you're not going to level up anyway. So. You're already max XP. It's you're 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 good. You can just do it for fun seeds. There. Are you happy? Oh my God! No, <laughs> no, no, sir! <laughs> Not allowed. Next keeper version. I'm going to make it so you can't choose the same thing twice. Can you? Yeah, actually, you can. Hmm. Yeah, it's getting annoying. Yeah. And technically, since one has to depend on the other one, if you pick the second one first, you can go back and change the first one, and it would make the second one invalid, but it would still be there. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. already thinking how to write this. Dependency, yay. Yay. All right. So as we are in the middle of a mystery, we're not going to begin with a cozy montage, but I think because this is a, a special part two episode that probably aired on the same night. This is a, a double, like a double episode slot. So there was, you know, the, the extra long commercial break where there would normally be credits and uh, all that. And then the camera fades back in. Hold on, on... what's commercial for? Can you, can you give us a, an appropriate commercial? No, that's your job when I say commercial break. So... And it will be your job now. Thank you, Maxine. I did it last time. Did you? I thought yes, Tracy did the only one. I did the first one and Matt did the second one. I don't think Rosemary's done one. That's right. 
Oh, that's good to know. What? Thank you. What? Um, as a pro cal activated yogurt. Do you know? Did you not go out and buy pro cal activated yogurt? I am injured. As a reminder, um, you have the gold crown move at your disposal, not once, but twice, thanks to uh, Thomas Magnum on Maxine Sheet. And I think as the, uh, the camera or the, the screen fades from black, we see the camera's kind of tilted and it's like it's lying on the ground and you just see George's face staring forward, his eyes just like seething with anger and pain. And the camera turns around to see the three of you and Gita standing around him, looking down. Uh, who's holding the ledger? Not Maxine, it's a book. Books are hard. Right. Damn. Um, Rosemary will be holding the ledger. I, I think Rosemary rolled for it. Yeah, hers right. is the best rule in the history. So okay, cool. That's the last clue we got. Excellent. So, George is, is looking up at you. You're all staring down at him. What's your next move? Maxine pats him on the head and says, thanks for your cooperation. We'll be back soon. Didn't I try to, like, like help him or something? Or, like... We made not... sure he's not going to die. Yeah. Like, but put you're... something on his wounds. But, like, the house, like, help is gone, right? Yeah. <laughs> we sent uh, Lacey home for... Yeah, she's all right. So it is. Um, this is I can't remember. This is the day before. This is December thirtieth, right? Yeah, the party's the next night. We haven't. Yeah, we haven't uh, gotten to the party part. Cool. So uh, George just looks up at you and and he says, "How long are you going to keep me here?" shrugs until your friends are out of the way or we get bored of you. And he, he kind of, he, he lets out a, a surprise. <laughs> you think you can stop the midwives? No, we know we can. Give it our best effort. I remember, I admire your bravado, but they're not all old nebbish men who run museums. Oh, good, maybe the next one will be a challenge. Oh, the shade. He, he grits his teeth and like, you get the feeling, Maxine, that if you were in range, he would, he would bite your ankle. He's thinking about it. I think Maxine just, just leave. She's done. We're done. We're not going to get anything else out of him. He's not being interesting anymore. And Maxine does not have a 
a particular desire to have her ankles bitten. Well, we'll presume that we leave him like with enough amenities to stay warm and not. Yeah. You know. There's like bottle of water and a bucket and a blanket. I can't imagine that Maxine has like a shitty unfinished basement. So no, this is in the wine cellar. Remember? Because yeah. it's hard that you can't hear out of it. Yeah. It's all stone. So well and to remind the, the GM, we also awarded the house against uh I recall. Okay. So you're out of the, the wine cellar. Uh, what do you do? So we know what's going down at the party. And we... No, no. We determine. Like, we have to determine time, location, and manner of the ritual. So that's part of our, our thing. Right. So okay. it could be, but you're going to have to use your clues to make a case. And we have three clues. So we've got the report from the raid with the Sons of Freedom compound, the pictures of the Krauss family, the focus on Emily, and then the manifest that we just got from, from George. The seemingly ancient obelisk pulled from the bed of the bay. So let's, let's call that three leads then. We could look up more about the Sons of Freedom. We could try to find out more about the Krauss family history, or we could try to go down and uh, get stuff at the docks and see like if we can track the manifest back to other things that might be, have come up with it or uh, the company that did the extraction or whatever. Do we want to split up? That sounds like a terrible Danger. idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's also Gita. Someone could take Gita. Gita is occasionally negatively helpful. Um, still sounds like a terrible idea. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Gita does seem oddly into the idea of being killed by a murder cult. Yeah, she's, Gita, listen, Gita would be one of those people who, like, listens to true prime podcasts and is, like, way too into them kind of thing. She, she'd want to. Elf like a murder, you know, and shit. I think Gita's, like, her dream is to hopefully not die, but if she does, she wants to die in a way that gets covered in one of those podcasts. Kita would be one of those people at the top of the buildings in Independence Day holding the beam me up sign before they built the building. Yes. Oh my yeah. god. But Gita's also an archivist, so great for research help. <laughs> She's not getting, you know, smashed by we were, Okay, where we went to the museum to get George. So mm. presumably the museum's now just on yes it was he locked up before leaving oh can we take his keys then yeah you got his you got his backpack you already went through it i could see you could have taken his keys for sure perfect what's he gonna do fight back <laughs> he still has elbows for now 
Oh. He's a spicy old man. Um. Gita is like looking at, at Violet a little warily as you go up the stairs and, and she's just kind of like, as, as you pass, just eyes wide. Mm-hmm. Violet just glances over to her and just gives her a, just gives her a wink. Walking up the and Gita just kind of leans in and says, would you adopt me? <laughs> Violet leans over and says, no. Okay. I had to ask. No, you didn't, but we're just going to move on. <laughs> you didn't. <laughs> Does Maxine hear any of this? Like, you I tell me. You look at Violet and be like, "You want to leave her to my influence? Wow, that's brave." <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, I would say so to the museum because the museum has interesting history in it. Yes, it does. So, how are you getting to the museum? Maxine, you've got the car there, right? Because we've got four of us right now. Oh, I suppose I can drive. I have to. <laughs> can Maxine be good at driving, just not like it? Sure. Which is funnier, I guess. Is... Oh. <laughs> good question. If you're, if you're ex-husband was a stunt driver, would you ever drive yourself anywhere, or would you drive yourself everywhere? Uh, I feel like... I guess it depends on like, what the character of her ex-husband was. was. Did he like scaring her in the car, or was he cool about driving? I feel like he'd probably like teach her things about how to drive. Like defensively or some shit. I could see Maxine being just like a very extra driver, just being like <laughs> aggressive, like the opposite of a defensive driver. Just takes corners way too hard, accelerates too hard at the after stoplights. Just mm. like technically fine and serviceable, but just everybody's like white knuckling a little. The motorist equivalent to move. I'm driving. Or, yeah. yeah. Maxine's a Toronto driver. Everybody's like holding on. Oh, to... oh yeah. Tracy, the fact that you just cited Toronto driver says you've never met a Montreal driver. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah, I've not met <laughs> Montreal. So. Oh, okay. But yeah, the, the yeah, Toronto drivers are, I, I feel like, like the general kind of like niceness that people associate with Canadians stereotypically. I think it's because everybody takes out all their aggression on the road. Like, that's my interpretation. Because holy shit, y'all. Like, yeah. holy shit. Oh, no. I was just like, man on the sidewalk. And somebody just like came by. They decided to pass somebody on the right and just like go full on through. I'm just like, fuck? I don't know. So, so just to give you a bit of context, imagine that, but add French. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. They ban right turns in Quebec for a good reason. Yeah. You, you sorry, right turn red. Oh, yeah. Japan's the same. Yeah, you can't remember it on red either. Um, but yeah, that's 
yeah I, I do remember now my one friend I did have a friend who is from Montreal and he told me about his truck yep yep yeah that tracks <laughs> okay so but yeah that's uh, how I picture Maxine personally <laughs> cool so Maxine sort of sighs and she goes over to uh the second ground floor closet and digs through it briefly and pulls out sort of leather driving gloves adjusts her hat does she have Sorry. a driving hat? Um, <laughs> How Spanish? Yes, driving hats. Yes, she does. It's it's a. <sighs> Please tell me it's a it's like a leather daddy cap. Like, oh my god, I wasn't gonna go there. I was gonna go with like, you know the the sort of like peaked airline stewardess hats. They're like flat, but what they have the rim and they're full. Yeah, what is yeah, that called? I, uh, I have no idea that but ostentatious of course all right and a scarf too because you know i wonder if maxine drives with the windows down all the time just so she can have the the dramatic thing and the hat is to keep, to keep her hair perfectly well, in place it's it is december 30th so it does not matter to maxine <laughs> oh okay all right so i think you are getting in the car you are on your way. Uh, do you have what kind of conditions are we talking about here? Maxine's hmm. okay. frustrated. Yeah. Thing. Although, is Maxine still frustrated for taking Ola out on George? That was Violet. Yeah, but like catharsis. Why are we frustrated again? I don't How frustrated are you? I can't remember. Um, oh, well, doesn't matter. Uh, Last, like the session before. Yeah, I was prior to this, to this thing. Oh, was it? Then, yeah, you can get rid of it. Mm. Yeah, cool. Um, you're driving along, and what kind of car, Maxine? Like, give me a broad idea. I don't need a make model year. Just like, is it is it an SUV? Is it a sedan? Is it a fancy sedan? Like, it's a. It's <clears throat> moderately fancy sedan, but not so fancy that it doesn't have good power. I mean, you can't be an aggressive driver if your car is like a super heavy, a super heavy rolls. Cruiser. Oh God, no. Uh, so it's like, it's not a Civic. You have like a, uh, yeah, okay. So you got a fancy car. I don't know cars four wheels she gets like a Subaru Subarus have like good torque all right, all right. like it is used for like Jimkata and stuff it is dark it is uh not too late but it's not tourist season so Brindlewood is already kind of quiet at this time of year and as you're driving away from your house and along the uh not not quite the main streets, but the more residential areas, uh, you don't see a lot of people or cars. Rosemary, are you front seat or back seat? Yeah, who's riding a shotgun? Who can I who can I start chatting and gesticulating wildly to while driving? I'll say Rosemary's in the back seat. I think Violet would have to be in the back to sit with Jerry. 
Oh, uh, yes. Okay. So Gita's in the front. Why can't I sit with you? <laughs> <laughs> um, and are all the windows down or just, just Maxine's? Oh, just Maxine's. She's, I, she recognizes it's a silly habit, but she wants her hair to blow dramatically. And like, that's, you know, on her, not on everyone else. Okay. In the wind. Hence the driving hat and gloves. Sadly, Maxine is not also that environmentally conscious, so the heater's also going full blast. Yep, I would just one of those. <laughs> oh gosh. Maxine, um, no, Violet. Nope, Rosemary. Nope, Maxine. Seemingly right on top of, like right above your head, you hear a clunk as something seems to hit the top of the car. Did you, did you leave your tools on top of the car? <clears throat> what? No. Who do you think I am? I take better care of my tools than that. Maxine. Um, okay. Did you on top of the car? Did I leave what? Is it snow? A latte. Oh. No, no, dear. Lattes are, are a little bit too pedestrian. It's flat whites all the way. As you're discussing... Poloi drink lattes. <laughs> you hear a really oh, clear scrape along the roof, of the roof of the car. Oh, well, that's not a good sound. That's not a normal car sound. Did you hit a tree? Like, are, are there low branches? I don't, I don't think so. Let's... um. Well, let's, let's get a look at whatever it is. And Maxine will break, try to throw it off the front of the car. <laughs> Violet like, slams her arm around Jerry. <laughs> I you... picture Jerry having like a doggy seatbelt that Violet just brings to use in Maxine's car. Carrier things. That's, I that's like pretty great. Violet probably installed it in Maxine's car and didn't tell Maxine because like, if this ever happens, like she'd want it to be there if Maxine's driving. And Maxine wouldn't notice. No. There is a sound of something on top of the car briefly, and then something large and pale flies through the air ahead of the car. You see it pass through the headlights briefly, and then it's too low to the ground for you to see anything. Oh my. How big does it does it was it like yeah, does it look like a body or oh no, like if if you had to say it's probably like Jerry sized. Oh. Mm -mm. Well, there was something on the car. Max sensitive. That's larger than a cat. What could that be? Do we get out and investigate or do we just hit it? Uh, 
Violet you just driving. at Maxine in the like through the rearview mirror and just says just makes like back up and go forward motions <laughs> motions. Okay. Maxine prepares to just drive over the fucking thing. Drive over it. You I'm not gonna make you roll. I'm not gonna make you roll for that. There is the sound of like a, a, a squeal and uh you know kufunk as the front of the car lifts up and then kufunk as the back of the end of the car lifts up oh and you are leaving whatever it was behind does it sound like it's dead well it's it's in the past now you are you have you've passed it by it it made no sound other than a weird kind of squeal thing. <clears throat> you Ella just mutters, I really hope that wasn't a raccoon. Well, no. Considering tonight, no, I kind of hope it was just a raccoon. But a big one. You get to the museum and park in front of it. Dramatically. Dramatically. Who's out, who's getting out of the car? Maxine's gonna get out of the car and look at the top of the roof to see like what the damage is. The top of the roof, you see two very mild, like not not too deep or, or too much damage, but scratches. Have this thing repainted again. What could have like shines her flashlight on the scratches to see if she can see any details? Like, is there are there any? I don't know. Is there any like claw pieces of claw or whatever from the animal stuck in there? Is there any kind of fur or whatnot? Not on the roof, no. But uh, if you were to look at the the front wheel, you would see. Um, Along the the rim, there is what looks like like fat and oil, like grease, animal grease. Violet like leans forward, uh, like shining her flashlight, seeing how the like how the oil kind of glistens along the the rim and on the metal and says, this doesn't seem like it would come from anything around here this is ugh. and would would it be like recognizable at all to violet as like if it were to be something like blubbery or whatnot like because like because her father was in the whaling industry. Uh, it it makes you think of. Uh, or remind her of anything. Yeah, it reminds you of like lobster. Ooh. Does it smell? <laughs> Crustacean bits. No, I don't think it, it has a strong smell. This seems like it came out of the water. 
Maxine, what did water. we hear? How far are we? Would it be like weird or unnatural for something for the from the water to be? I would say to be on top of a car at all, ever, maybe, well, yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's sort of shutters. Well, I'm glad we didn't stop. Let's get into the museum before we see anything else out here. Maxine does want to quickly check the car to make sure that, like, there's not a tire that's going flat that will come to bite us in the ass later. <laughs> No, the, everything looks intact. Yeah, you did run over. Now that I ask, sure. Museum. All right. All the lights are, are off. It is, the door is locked. You can get in with no problem it, if you're going in through the front door. Yeah, can we go to the, not the front door? Staff entrance yeah. somewhere? Yeah, the around the back there is um, parking and like that's where the the dumpsters are and uh, a shed that probably holds like maintenance stuff. Can we have parked back there just in case? Make it not quite, not quite so obvious where we are. Sure. Smart. Very smart. Go for it. All right. Walking past the dumpsters, Maxine will wrinkle her nose. It's a museum. Why does it smell so bad? All garbage smells bad, Maxine. Not my garbage. I wonder if they have something interesting in there. Maxine just shoots Rosemary a look like, you will not. <laughs> Do not speak. Do not speak things into existence, Rosemary. Do not suggest dumpster diving in my presence, please. Uh, and Maxine will go unlock the door. To the you haven't been to the museum yet, right? You have. It's the, the whaling museum. No, no. G Gita hmm. hasn't been to Oh, Gita. Right. Yes, Gita. Uh, so Gita is like you can tell she is basically like vibrating with excitement. She She wants to get in in here and see what what uh what secrets Brindlewood Bay holds. So you get into the back room and uh I don't know how much you remember about the whaling museum. Um the Brindlewood Bay Whaling Museum and Educational Center. But there are a couple of sections. There's the staff area, which is divided into a storeroom and an office space. And this is where the back door opens. You are in the staff area in the storeroom or, or like in a little uh, hallway between the storeroom and the offices. It's a really old computer, right? Yes. Um, there is in the museum proper, uh, coming from the back, let's say you have the whale room, the screening room, the scrimshaw exhibit, and then at the front, there's the lobby and the gift shop. So as you get into the, the back, Gita is just like looking around. She, she pulls out her phone and turns the light on and, and is shining it around the space and goes okay so where is the 
the archives or the files or, you know, where they keep the real juicy stuff. Oh, honey. Um, and Violet just walks towards the, uh, the staff, the door where they went in, uh, that held the old ass computer and stacks and boxes and opens the door and flicks on the light. And the room is empty. Gita looks around and she says, this looks boring. Hmm. Yep. Oh, okay. Um, you want me to, oh no, hack in, see what, see what they got going on. That computer, is that older than me? It might be. You know how to turn this on? Well, Do they have of... a modem? A what now? This, okay, yeah. And she'll just so walk up to the computer, turn the computer and- on, because it'll take a while to boot up. Oh dear. And she'll, she'll hit the button and there's a, a pause and you hear fans spin up and something starts grinding and then you hear beep beep. And then the screen slowly, like there's the, the ping sound as it turns on and green text uh, blinks on the screen. And Gita just looks over her shoulder at the three of you and says, this can't be right. Unfortunately, this is correct. <laughs> what do they do on this thing? Somehow they got it to use email, I think. Wow. Okay. It honestly, is a pretty impressive feat in itself. Maxine will dig around in her purse and pull out like uh, an alcohol wipe and stare at the keyboard and just like hand it silently to Vita. To Gita. <laughs> <laughs> Gita will will take it and just yeah start start wiping it down and and you can see as she raises it up like it's coming away like yellow brown. Oh like no! It is, oh, this no. thing has never been wiped. Oh no! <laughs> okay, well that Gita's doing that. The is, woman is who it... used to work here killed somebody. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that was an exciting night. Oh, I wish I could have been there. So long ago. Well, I suspect we'll end up having to check the under cavern thing. That's because we're so fond of crawling into underground crawl spaces, and we've got such great luck there. Well, this time we'll shine some lights down, sure, first to make sure no one gets stabbed. Oh yes, that's uh -huh. that's a good plan. Um, I'll be here for a bit, I think. Okay, uh, Maxine will start casing the room. Okay, yeah. The staff room. Okay, um, that sounds to me like a metal, Maxine, with a reason. Maxine's strong suit. Same. Yeah, roll with me, hold on. 
Did it log you out? It did. <laughs> I've also somehow broken the UI and like part of it's missing. Okay. Well, Maxine is doing that. What are the other two of you doing? Mm -hmm. uh, I was gonna look at boxes, but Maxine's doing that. So um, I think um, Violet's actually gonna like real quick just peer through that hole to the screening room and just mm. like shine light, like just kind of see if there's anything, if she can see anything in there. Looking through the hole, you see there's a light on in the room. Um, you don't see, it is like looking, light is shining back toward where you are looking. You think the projector might be on. Violet kind of peers like trying to figure out what she's seeing right and it's like I all right this is kind of weird I don't know if we maybe you interrupted George in the middle of something but I and she just kind of she covers she doesn't know why but just like kind of like 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 as if it will help she covers up the hole with her hand and looks back at the other and, and says <clears throat> projectors on in the screening room I I don't know what it's showing I don't think I can hear anything can you hear anything? No. Nope. Uh, no, I can't hear anything, but it's definitely there's definitely something running in there. Hmm, I wonder if it was movie night. When did we grab George? Late evening. Yeah, er early evening. So yeah. Music it was, yeah, because it was after it was after our book club. Ooh, yes. What is that? That was a practice roll. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, Maxine. No, that was a, a practice. Wow. Dang. Just getting out of the way early. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So. Not quite snake eyes, but almost. Maxine, looking through the. Uh, boxes and things there, you see nothing as you are looking around. Are you like, do you have a phone uh, like light out? What are you, are you just using the, the overhead lights? I would assume just using, just using the overhead lights because it's like the room okay, is light. Yep. So you see nothing in the boxes of any kind of note. There's, um, like a couple of wrapped up models of things, nothing particularly exciting or, or interesting. And you find some reports like, uh, like how many visitors they've had and, and some budget shit and nothing, again, nothing exciting. But as you're walking past the window, you hear against the glass. Being an idiot, Maxine will look out. 
you see what looks at first like at first it looks like a face nope like a a face staring back at you it's got eyes mm -hmm. and and you see a top row of teeth mm -mm. and then it turns and you realize mm -mm. that it is not a face at all and what you were looking at was the underside of some sort of crustacean no that is now staring at you with two just black pits of eyes and it raises one of its claws and one claw no. is decidedly bigger than the other think like coconut crab oh my god but it's got a sharp pincer get and away it pulls it back toward the glass no it doesn't and it snaps it forward and the glass cracks oh oh no oh dear um Ellen well, looks sharply when she hears the glass crack. What did you do, Maxine? What's happening? Um, <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> remember that thing that we ran over? Do we know who's the same? It, it's not. It doesn't have a license plate. <laughs> <laughs> it might have uh, had friends. Magic description. It it is a pale crustacean thing, but uh, Maxine didn't get a good look at what was ever whatever was on the roof. What do you mean it had friends? And like Violet swings around and shines the flashlight and like brings it up to shine on the on the window. It's just like, oh no, nope. It is pulling its its large pincer back again. Rosemary, Violet. you know things. What do what what are crustaceans afraid afraid of? Uh, are there are there box there's yeah, there's shit tons of boxes in here. Violet wants to like push a bunch of boxes like in front of the window to try to like like just kind of run forward and just like push a bunch of boxes up against the window to block the thing from being able being able How to get in. the window. Maxi will sort of double take like, wait, it's afraid of budgets? <laughs> uh, the window is sure you can you can cover it with with a couple boxes. Um, you uh, I'm going to need a, a night move here, though. Yay. Uh, OK. Uh, with what? Um... I think this is uh, composure. Why not vitality? Because whether you can move the box is kind of irrelevant if you can't do it like carefully or or strategically positioned enough. And it's also the same stat, so or the same stat number, so it's no difference. Oh, that one slide. This time. Like, uh, yeah, it's probably not really like wild or daring. Because, um, like, if it's like 
physical related, then it can be related to cult sievers, which is why the difference might be relevant potentially. This isn't wow. Yeah, this isn't, no. Um, okay, so what I'm afraid of happening in this case would be just accidentally knocking the boxes into the window and breaking the window. Um, Yeah, that would be bad. But it's worse than that. If you knock over the boxes, not only will you break the window, you will release the crab monsters that are in the boxes. Oh, there are crab monsters in the button like now. Bad at all. Wait, I went through the boxes and didn't see crab monsters hiding in the budgets? Magic. Other boxes. You will awaken. They're sleeping. You will awaken the crab. Yes. And and they will they will be in the room with you multiple. That's the the thing. Just looking at my thing to See if I have anything in my thing that could give me a decent advantage. Um, not yet. Just like fresh lemons to season. Um, I mean, hey, I mean, if we do this right, we have a lobster for dinner. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they don't like acidity. <laughs> I have no idea. Squeeze um, it in their eyes. Yeah. Uh, Wait, can I use my deep sea creature communicator? How? To talk with them. That was that? That wasn't. I feel like that that is a, a very hold on. What what are we talking about here? I have a deep sea creature communicator. She has a deep sea creature communicator and I know, it, but like right. what what was that? I feel like that's not how I described it. <laughs> um, you probably use fancy words. Didn't I get it from um? What's his name? George? No, not George. Um, uh, Thurgood. Did you? I, I mean, that would probably be around the same right time for it. Um, okay, well, we're Lord just going to go crab with monsters. That. Yeah, sure. It is. It is a shit. What did I? What did I? <laughs> I don't remember if it was actually called the deep sea creature communicator, but I think I, I named it that. Yeah, that that does that does sound right. Um, okay, uh, we'll come back to that because I don't think you have time to react at the moment. So let's get uh, let's get Violet's move out and then. Okay. Uh, so that's 2d6 plus 1, yeah? Yes. 
I don't think I can. I don't think any of these will really help me, like block a window right now. I don't. I don't think so either. Do it. Seven. Okay, so successful complication. Um, okay. um, actually, no, actually, no. bullshit. Let's cut to commercial. No. And uh, Rosemary, I would like to hear when we get back in, uh, let, let's, yeah, let's say quarter past the hour. Um, I think it would be cool to hear a commercial for a personal injury attorney. Got it. Done. All right. See you, see everybody back here at quarter past. Okay. All right, so commercial break. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's see what you got for personal injury attorney. Okay, so this is how it goes. So there's like um, these headlights uh coming toward the screen or whatever and this voiceover comes and it's like i never thought it could happen to me and then there's like the sound of like a car accident like <laughs> my car was injured or sorry my car was totaled and i was badly injured fortunately i found help on the back of my brindlewood bay phone book and then this other one this other voiceover comes over and it's like the law offices of um Merrill Schwartz, fighting for the fighting for the rights of people hurt in auto accidents and personal injuries since 1975. They're committed to you and your case. If you've been hurt in an auto accident or a personal injury, feel uh, um, call Merrill Schwartz now. That's it. I know. Very good. Very good. I think uh, my right. car's been badly hurt. Yeah, it's been hurt. <laughs> yes. I've been hurt. Very good. Okay, so because of that, and I know traditionally it would have been uh, Violet who who would have had to have rolled that, but I think um, I think Martin was due. So I think because of that role, you get a clean success now, Violet. But I think it was actually Rosemary in a maybe perhaps a little subconscious act when you see the creature at the window and you see Violet pushing the boxes in place, your hand finds the, the thing do to communicate with sea creatures. Sea creatures. And it's almost like when you touch it, the 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 crab thing reacts and pulls back from the window in what might be 
crustacean confusion before scuttling away into the night. Do I hear anything? You do not. Not even like a crustacean. Oh shit! And then <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not that. Sorry. Well, are there crabs still in the boxes or no? No, no, because uh, Violet didn't miss. Oh, so they're not there. They're not there. No, that would have been how it would have been worse if if things went wrong. So. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So, Violet, you see the the creature scuttle away into the darkness. And, and Maxine will be, "What was that?" She peers out the window in confusion. Is it? It just ran away. What happened? It looks like it could use some butter sauce. Like. I, Rosemary, maybe maybe you want to mention you you use the deep sea creature. <laughs> well, I just touched it. I didn't know, like, if it actually, like, I didn't do it intentionally, right? Yeah, you you don't. So I don't know if yeah, you know that. Yeah, like how conscious. And it didn't like sound like anything. Nothing. That's why I was asking if I heard anything. If I heard anything, then maybe I would. No, say. I think uh, I think you aren't entirely sure that that's. That's what happened, that it had anything to do with your touching it. Yeah, it just it just ran away. Like, I, I don't know what happened. It's gone, at least. Um, and Violet's going to, like, still, like, finish pushing boxes up against the window just for, like, safety's sake. Maybe we spooked it. Right, so what now? Has Gita found anything on the Gita is still trying to like she's she's going through the menus, which you have to get through by putting numbers into the uh the (laughs) DOS based mess. And she is just grumbling the whole time, like how do people work on this? No wonder she killed somebody. (laughs) <laughs> um <clears throat> well there's we still the like projector in, was on right yeah in yes can room. we like peek around the corner and see if there's anybody in there so you, you want to leave there? the staff area and yeah you can you can go look into the projection room Unless Maxine and Violet want to do that, and then Rosemary would stay with Gita. Did um, leaving people alone? Or unless somebody else wants to stay with Gita. What's this face have an office? It's it's the shared office. But George lives above the museum. Yeah, we established George lives above, yeah, right? He lives above the museum. Do we have his house keys? Probably. Sure. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I don't see why not. So, why not? Yeah, I'm gonna I guess, Yeah, let's let's look at the projector room. Yeah. And um, Maxine will say, let's, let's clear the area and then she gets a little a little grin. Time for some B and E? Well, I guess just E. 
Yeah, Violet, Violet just turns towards Maxine and says, we have the key. Bacon and eggs. Didn't you? You're already Butter inside. Dip? Bacon and eggs? Well, I might as well eat a whole casserole. Are you hungry, Rosemary? Mm, I'm a pack, bit peckish. Well, you do have a purse full of candy. Uh, Maybe she wants a lemon, Violet. Who knows? <laughs> uh, lemon does save your appetite. Violet's gonna bring Jerry with her as she exits the staff room and starts kind of carefully making her way towards the screening room. You hear as you near the screening room, you hear like the warm electric fan hum of the projector. Nothing else. Does Jerry smell anything weird or something? He doesn't seem to to be reacting, no. Okay. Uh, Is the door open to the screening room or no? Yes. I think uh, it's got like a, not quite a door. It's got like two curtains that get drawn across and they are currently wide open. There's no audio or anything. It's just, it's just the- No audio. Okay. Yeah. What's the, uh, so we know that like the, the projector screen itself is like against the same wall as the yes. hole. So what's. It's like, so you then, can't see the hole because it's out of the projector light. So like it's, yeah. it's basically invisible. Like the, how it's set up. So if. We've got like the hallway, like when we look in from the door, does that mean that the projector would be like on the right or left? Like, yeah, be like on the right, like the it would screen be on the left. Right? When you walk in the door, the the like folding chairs are in front of you, and then the screen would be along like the left or sorry, the far right wall, and the projector yeah. is on the your left. Okay, yeah, that's what I was picturing. Okay, so Violet just kind of like peers in to see like what's what's playing. On the screen, you see it's kind of going through like standard like this is a whale. Look at how this is the biology of a whale. This is a whaling ship. And as it is running through, like, the process of, of whaling, like, it's very clinical, very, uh, sorry, not clinical, very, like, superficial. Like, they take the harpoon and they catch the whale, and it's not very, uh, it doesn't get super specific about, you know, like, ambergris is harvested from the whale. Like, you know, they might have just scraped it off the side or something. But it's going pretty fast. And you start to see things repeating, except when it's repeating, it is much more graphic than it was the time before. Like, whereas before you'd see the whale and it just kind of had, like, it was like a cartoony whale with a harpoon 
in its side and and everybody looked happy because this is obviously for children now it's still like a cartoon but the whale is clearly in agony and there's blood pooling out from around the harpoon and the people who are pulling it in look just like like wicked and it's it's not quite right Violet is just kind of taking all of this in and just like, uh, huh, uh, mm -mm. no, don't like that. And she just like kind of like shakes her head a little and like looks back at the, um, at the projection screen to see if it's, if it's like, is it still doing the same thing or was it just like a. No, I think when you look back at it, it's, it's back to that kind of cartoony child friendly vibe. Right. And Violet just sort of goes. Okay. Um, well, uh, she just like, well, that was weird. And she decides to walk. Is there like a projector room or is there just like a standing projector at the back? Of the room? I think it's, it's, yeah, it's like a little, like a little podium with the projector on top. Okay. Uh, I think she wants to she wants to go up to the podium and just kind of search and look around and see if there's anything strange or informative. Please meddle with reason. The only person with reason among us. It's not true. Gita's here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Come on, consistency. All right. You see on the podium, there's a little shelf underneath. And um, <clears throat> on this shelf is a small carved stone box like a little like flat edged or flat sided chest kind of thing. Completely devoid of, of markings from what you can see in the slow light. Uh, she shines her flashlight on the, on the little box just to see if there's anything she can see on it. Nope. She very carefully just like kind of picks it up and just it, waits a second. <laughs> you pick it up. It is of uh, like it is. It is definitely stone, and it is definitely uh, like carved out. There is space inside of it. You can tell it's a box and not a block. It's not super heavy, but it's it's good and solid. She gives a real careful shake. You hear something that sounds dry shift inside, like not in time with your moving it. You are, you are moving something inside. It is not moving on its own. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, 
Great. Uh, and she does it look like there's a locking mechanism? Nope. Yeah, does it have any like yeah, does it have any openings on it? It you can tell that the top lifts up. Okay. Uh Violet is gonna walk into the staff room before she does anything else with the box. And give it to Gita and make her open it. (laughs) As you are leaving the room, you hear the the projector the the fan kind of ramps up in a way that sounds like wind and from the corner of your eye you see the projected image flips to the next image and it's it's from the side of your eye so you can't tell for sure but you're pretty sure it's lily's face and by the time you look back at it it's it's a whale in the ocean don't like that. Excellent. Fantastic. Nope. No TY. You are not transmitting that. You're also not on camera. I think at this point, Maxine will will poke her head in and be like, is everything okay in there? Um, maybe. <laughs> Let me, I'm gonna, it, it and she just holds up the box with like a questioning look. Ooh. What's in the box? I hate you so much, Matt. Um, <laughs> it probably isn't a head. It's not that big. <laughs> I mean, there are tiny heads. Um, and Gwyneth Paltrow's head is tiny. <laughs> um, it's this is on the podium. Uh, I'm not opening it alone. So let's just let's just go back in the office and see what this is. Should we turn off the projector? Hunters now. I don't really. If you want to turn off the projector, I don't want to touch the projector. It. I don't know. I'll turn it off. It's the least we can do. It's probably I don't want to run up George's electricity bill or anything like that. Still concerned about his electricity bill. It's so cute. So are you going to do that, Rosemary? Yes. As you turn... Do I sense magic? (laughs) That's not a thing you can do. Um, Where's my sensitivity? (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. You do not sense magic. But as you press the power button on the projector for just a brief flash on the screen you see what might be JJ's face. I do see it or I don't see it? You might. You might. You get the the impression. You weren't looking directly at it and it was just a flash. Like Mm. the projector was changing slides right when you press the button. Hmm. So then as Rosemary's leaving the projector room, she'll say like, nice to see you again, dear. Aw. <laughs> All right. So uh, walking into the staff room, Violet sets the box down on the desk. Uh, next where Gita's sitting and says, well, I found this in the 
in the screen room. I don't know what it is, but it looks like a box. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks, Gita. And Violet just sort of looks at her for a second, like, okay, you little right. bit. Ah, <laughs> oh, she's she's yep. And uh, we'll we'll volunteer to open it because Maxine is is being the hot person tonight. Inside, Both you see the box looks old like no part of it gives you the impression that it is of recent construction inside though is a sheaf of grain all right and violet just peers at it like what it's Gita kind of looks over and says, is that wheat? I think that's wheat. Does it look like wheat? Does Maxine know what wheat looks like? Probably wheat. not. W-H-E-A-T. No, I know. Okay. <laughs> I thought you said weed. Well, Maxine knows what weed looks like. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, this is, yeah, I, I think so. That's really weird. Um, Maxine smells. I, the- I assume that like rosemary would be able to like definitely confirm. Like, yes, it is wheat. It, it looks like wheat. Yes, it is wheat. Does it, does it and... smell like wheat? If it looks like wheat and it smells like wheat, yep, smells like wheat. It's probably a dandelion. I don't know. And that was a clue. Maybe George just went to a harvest festival of some kind. Yeah, I think harvest is definitely uh, definitely on his mind. So are you looking anywhere else in here? In the museum? Other than George's apartment? Yeah, there, yeah what's, what's your next move? The... Let's see, the trapdoor was in which room again? It, it was in the scrimshaw room, wasn't it? Underneath the carpet? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, scrimshaw room. Panel set in concrete. It's about 12 feet down. Mm. So you're heading to the scrimshaw room, huh? Uh, we go. Gita wanted to see it, so we should we should take her Is she us. done on the computer or no? Or is she giving up? Uh, is thing still booting up? Is there any information we <laughs> need off of it? Gita is, is, she is clearly getting frustrated and she just looks up at you and she goes, I don't think there's anything on here, anything useful at least. Is there a point in Maxine also looking? Well, Maxine can make a metal roll, so probably. <laughs> okay. Maxine will say, really? It's hard to believe he'd be smart enough not to just leave things lying around. Do you mind if I... And she'll just, she'll just sit, yeah, sit down on the same chair as Gita. Like, I'm assuming it's like a, like a, a armless chair. So 
she'll just like sit on the like remaining like 10% that's actually not taken out by <laughs> And just kind of shove Gita aside. Not, not shove yeah. her, just like she's also sitting here just now. Move. Just fucking move. <laughs> yeah. Uh she will Gita will will shove over and say, please be my guest. This is uh I I I think I'm too young for this. Oh well then I won't find anything. Maybe you've had experience with machines like this before. As an actress, as, you know, research. I'm going to go with them. Good idea, dear. <laughs> and Maxine will go to the keyboard and hit P for Persephone. <laughs> Please meddle with reason. Six. On a roll. You find nothing. And in fact, the computer gives a weird kind of like choking scrape sound. And there's a small like woof and smoke starts nope. drifting nope. Nope. out. Crown. Okay, so that's a success then with a complication. Just <laughs> burst into flames. You see that the museum has recently um acquired and scanned a sheet of music and as you are going over it uh, does maxine have any musical no musical training at all maxine's not a music i mean she listens to music she has people come in to to play music for her while she eats grapes reclining on a divan <laughs> then it just looks like music to you, music notes. Although I do think Maxine will say, what would a whaling museum want with sheet music? With what? And Violet <clears throat> walks over and, and looks at the monitor and it's like, huh. And she's not really good with music either, but Lily like really enjoyed musicals, so she like has a like vague notion of things, but she like motions Rosemary over. Because Rosemary was an elementary school teacher and definitely has taught yeah. some kids how to play the recorder at least twice. Okay. Rosemary's husband was also high profile music industry executive. I presume maybe like Rosemary might have some. That doesn't mean he knows music, but I can take a look. Can I, do I have to roll to like deduce maybe the you do not so... you do not but looking at the music to notes, anything reading the music like playing the song in your head makes your head ache ouch That's it. And you can't, you can't like, 
you can't make musical sense of it. You just know that it it hurts to think of the song that would result. Mm. Rosemary will <clears throat> uh, kind of scrunch her face up a little bit and then um, to alleviate the, I guess, bit of a, a headache that she feels coming on, she'll um, she want a piece of candy. Um, and she'll say, mm, this is a difficult one. This, uh, this, this piece of music here, I'm not quite sure um, where it originated from. I don't see any, um, it's not like a classical piece, like your Bach or your, your Beethoven or anything like that. It's maybe like a, um, somebody's own personal um, piece, but there's something about it that I, I'm not quite um, jamming with. You like comment? Would we recognize it? No. No, we wouldn't recognize it, or no, you can't hunt. Both. Is it okay? Uh, what's <laughs> well, it's sort of I just don't think it's a good idea. Okay. Um, I have a bad feeling about this music in particular. Maxine looks around for a printer. I mean, there's. I mean, there are worse things in the top 40. How bad can it be? If, if, <laughs> if Maxine wanted to print it, there is a printer available. That's that's fine. Wow. Okay. So Please Maxine presses dot matrix printer. Persephone again, and the printer springs to life. We're doing the dot matrix. Screech! Thunk. Maxine looks up and goes, ah, see, this is why I hate technology. Less of saying good things about me on Facebook. I like that. Gita will go take the the paper and she'll look at it and her 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 like you can see her face scrunching up as as she's reading it and she goes, This is like this is like a headache in music form. Mm-hmm. Very much that, which is why I don't think that we should reproduce it or um um vocalize it at this moment is it like avant-garde jazz i don't i don't understand what i don't no, know no. they somehow transcribe amanda krauss <laughs> i don't know who that is <laughs> maxine just a little point just said a headache in person form oh maybe In any case, let's let's keep this one to ourselves for now. Great. Yeah. Well, should we check out the uh, what I'm sure is a completely safe and fine underground cavern? Either that or George's George's abode upstairs. Maybe there's maybe he has clues up there. Oh, we'll get there, Maxine mimes cracking her knuckles but wouldn't actually crack her knuckles because 
so gosh. Yeah. Right. So where where are you going next? Scrimshaw room? Yep. The Scrimshaw room is the Scrimshaws found here are intricate and slender, the art of bored sailors during long voyages. One smaller display case has markedly different contents. What unusual creatures carved bones are found within? I can't remember what we decided it was. Uh, one of the ones that I said for that was um, like, an, I believe it was like an Architeuthis uh, bone thing. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at my notes for that, and I apparently yeah, did not work with that. An Architeuthis mm -hmm. Titan pen that's very carefully carved upon, showing an elaborate whaling scene with a creature that may or may not be a whale. Okay. And Chitin pens are basically like, basically kind of like the, the bone in a giant squid, like the bone in a squid body. Right. Okay. And this is like the giant squid. Big squid. Yes. All right. Cool. Um, so it looks pretty much the same as you recall, except the carpet has been repaired and, uh, Obviously, um, you don't see the the has tractor. The been repaired, obviously, or is it like we we know where it is, but it's it's been repaired well. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what? No. Obviously, it's been repaired because it's been months since the murder. Right, but, but like, also you know where it's coming. Right. Where and so Max is going to use this as a teachable moment for Gita and be like, so. Now, things can be deceiving, as I'm sure you know. There is, in fact, a secret door in this room. Can you spot it? Violet just sort of turns and looks at Maxine like, what? What are you doing? Gita will... A moment, dear. Are you motherly? Gita will, uh, like... We have so much time. As, as you're walking, <laughs> as you're discussing this Gita is going to be like walking around and kind of looking behind things and uh she'll be kind of like taking delicate steps and then she'll stop and look down and kind of stamp her foot a couple times take a step away stamp her foot a couple times and then she'll say it's right there so you'll just grin and and like gesture at uh, Rosemary, that she should throw candy to. <laughs> are you trade? Are, are you, you sure? Does Maxine? Does Maxine want to click instead? Does she want to pull out her little? <laughs> just, just like a little clicker. I mean, it worked for felony until she got too fat. Oh my God, oh, Maxine! No, 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 Maxine. Anyway, faves. Maxine, uh, so yeah, Gita says, but how are we going to get through the carpet? Maxine will like flourish and produce the mermaid dagger. Oh, that should work. Okay, so you get through the carpet. Are you doing anything in this room before you go? Oh, or are you... Well, Maxine's not going to, Maxine's not going to the carpet. Maxine will like, hand the dagger to Violet. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. 
Violet just kind of rolls her eyes and says, I know I'm better with a knife than you anyway. Um, <laughs> she just kind of feels for the edges of the, the trap door and starts like just slicing the carpet open um, where it is. And you see, uh, as you're cutting it, you see like, well, the carpet looks clean. On some of the pavement near the door, you see the old brown stain of poor uh, Edgar's blood. Whatever his name was. Etienne? <laughs> no, no, oh, no. Etienne was uh, he was uh, the person who was dead in this room. Yeah, remember. Edgar Nickerson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ed- oh, yeah, Edgar's. Yeah. Anyway, Maxine will be narrating our, our adventure to, to Gita while this is happening. And like, and, you know, after we escaped from the boring, uh, the boring museum patrons, we made our way through police lines to this room to search the body. And like, it's like, you know, really dramaing it up. Gita will be just like hanging on your every word. Uh, Maxine starts prying the door open again. And the door lifts up with a, a loud screech. All right. Um, right. So last time, uh, people got stabbed, so maybe we can light the area well this time, make sure that no one gets stabbed this time. Violet just peers down first with her flashlight to see if she can see anything. You don't you see, on, girls. You see the uh, ladder going down, and you see the like pavement floor below. Maybe we should get headlamps. Maxine sort of idea. touches her head and, and like she's thinking about what that would do to her silhouette. No, no, flashlights are fine. Matt, did you leave this the door open? I'm gonna go look at our dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so who's going down first? Really uh, not Maxine. Violet is going to hand Jerry's leash to Rosemary and just say, just well, hang on to him for a sec. I'm gonna head down carefully and see what I can see. And she just kind of takes a deep breath and is just like, oh, I hate this. And <laughs> In one hand, uh, I'm trying to figure out like what's the easiest way to go down with the flashlight and still kind of see anything. Um, you can do one hand still. Yeah, she just kind of holds the flashlight in one hand as just like kind of like gripping the side of the ladder as mm-hmm. she sits down. Okay. And there's nothing you... of danger down there, and she's totally fine. You look around, you see it is a rather large space, kind of like a, like, think like old Ninja Turtles hideout, kind of like, you know, rounded or half circle 
a, a top half and then flat bottom like and you see old water like like this may have been an aqueduct of some kind or something there's old water stains on the walls and you see a lot of boxes uh the the tunnel or whatever it is goes further than your light does um it doesn't look very frequently used like you don't see much disturbance in the uh dust on the ground you do see old stains from etienne's blood also as i recall he wasn't stabbed he was hit in the head yeah with something yeah oh see i thought we had to like tourniquet him I don't remember, but yeah, whatever. You see his blood either way. Like he, he definitely bled. We, we know that much. Yes. So, uh, wasn't yep. there was a door as well, wasn't there? Because when we went to capture, because she went to, um, yeah, Burko went to run away. And she was trying to open an iron door and get away, but she couldn't get it. All right. Yeah. There is an iron door at the end of this passage, at the end of this tunnel, and it is ajar. Is there anything else? Are there any other clues? Any other anything? That, Would you like uh, to meddle around in the boxes? Uh, oh, are there boxes down here? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes, I will meddle around in the boxes. Do do with. I think that's a, a reason. Also, all of my tabs Eight. just reloaded. Eight. Okay, you find. One of the boxes is old, wooden. It has like salt stain on it, like as if it was found floating in the ocean, maybe. And it's got the iron kind of straps around it or whatever you call them. Ribs, ribbing, sure, yep. Ribbed for Persephone's pleasure. Um, and inside, you see something that Rosemary would recognize. Inside the chest is a tangle of driftwood crowns. Like, I can't remember, do those have like, did they have like thorns? They were covered in like dripping with blood and bits of meat in the vision that Rosemary had, but this is, this is dry. It's just 
Rosemary would recognize the crown. Definitely crowns. Violet uh, just kind of passes her flashlight over the crowns and just like, hmm, okay. And she calls up and says, I, I found something. It's just, I, it looks like it's just driftwood, but it's, it's shaped. It's actually shaped. It's, it's weird. They're like driftwood crowns. It's this box of driftwood crowns, I guess. Martin, you are not going through. That's because I'm on mute. Crowns, you say? <laughs> yeah, do you know anything about this, or? Mm, are they shaped like, and then Rosemary will, like, describe them to a T. <laughs> Think like this without the uh ornamentation like it looks like there's a gem in the center there or something and a little rougher mm -hmm. but that mm -hmm. kind of thing okay yeah rosemary will just describe it like accurately with yeah. with or without the meat and blood <laughs> um well she'll ask first like if it looks like this uh and violet's like Yes. Are there any like bits of like meat and blood and stuff on it? I'm sorry. What? No. 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 Dripping God. No. Gore. Oh, okay. Ro Rosemary. Uh, did you? I thought into your medicinal once. herbs before you came here. Oh no no. Um, it's just I saw something similar. If if we're talking about the same type of crowns i saw them in a dream once well violet you got an eight which means your complication your clue must come with a complication no and you're in the dark oh no you're not in the dark but rosemary as you think about the crown and turn to defend your your sobriety to Maxine. I got depend on nobody. <laughs> the trap door slams shut. Oh. And you hear it lock. Who did that? And Violet's just like, not funny. Mm -hmm. She calls up and just yells, not funny. Not now. Not tonight. Not today, Satan. No. <laughs> Unlock that shit. Uh, Rosemary, I guess since she's there, um, with her free hand, will try to like open the um, um, the door. It uh, is and, like, jammed it. shut. No, no can, joy. Can Violet hear us from the other side? Probably, yeah, but muffled. Um, mm. uh, Rosemary will get close and she'll say, Violet, dear, are you there? It's like, yes, and I'm not uh, happy. Um, is is it locked on your side? I, I can't seem to open uh open it from this side. And Violet just like tries, you know, futilely, I assume, to to open the door. And she's like, it's it seems to be jammed. I can't get it open. Mm. Ugh, what is did you guys run into it? Uh, 
No, we I we didn't touch it. Um uh can I can I get some help, girls? Can we um show us let's, uh, let's try to pull it open. Yeah, Maxine Gita will Gita will grab it and, and pull with all of her minuscule might and she'll just <sighs> No, I think it's I think it's I think it's locked. Do you is it on the keys? Do you have the keychain? Uh, I will check the keys. Yes, we totally have the keys. And they are not with Violet. And <laughs> as you are going, looking through the keys, seeing what might fit, Violet, you hear something move beyond that iron door. No, you don't. And uh, I'm going to say she's like standing. She's going to like kind of just crawl down to the base of the ladder um, because she can't get it open and she hears that they're trying to to get it open and she just she hears something and just kind of slowly turns around and shines her flashlight over towards the iron door you What do you see? <laughs> you see the door push open a little wider. No. But don't see anything yet? Nope, nothing else. She waits another beat to see if anything <laughs> happens. We're still trying to open the door, by the way. And you hear tap, 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 tap on the pavement. No. Just little click, little tap sounds. It's sensitive to movement. Don't move. Is it like a T-Rex? You're not transmitting. (laughs) the trap door, I think Maxine yells, hey, Violet, doesn't this remind you of that time that Amanda Delacourt? <laughs> that time that Amanda Delacourt got what? Maxine? You invoked the move. Well, I, haven't, I haven't invoked it. I'm just, I'm reminding, I'm reminding Violet of it. I still have, I still potentially have a softball bat as well. So, and, and the what? The avoid physical yeah. damage or whatever. You see a long, pale, spider-like leg reach Mm -hmm. out, not Mm -hmm. from the bottom of the door, but from the top, and kind of reach past the the lintel? Is that the lintel? I think. The door jam part? Yeah. And and kind of like put its, the, the end of its leg on the the smooth pavement on the other side no uh violet called up to the other women if you could get that door open anytime soon that'd be that'd be fantastic we're working on it sweetie just hold tight just letting you know there's something down here 
I think it's very big. <laughs> She's just kind of in that, just kind of like just this detached, like uh, semi dissociated, like, all right, this is fine. Dot JPEG mode. As you watch a pincer reaches out and grips the side of the door. No. Why can't we open the door? What's going on? Well, you're not you're not telling me you're doing anything. So we like, are doing we're trying we're to open it with the, the door. Key. Well, pulling it isn't working, but well we have the key or something. Oh, we have okay. keys. Uh Maxine starts looking for keys. The which which way does the door swing? It door it opens uh up. No, it opens in toward you. It opens in towards me? Okay. Uh, yeah. Violet's going to charge the door and try to oh, just the fucking door. slam into it as hard as she can to, like... I love it. Cut love off it. the those legs. And no! Cool. So this is a night move. What are you afraid will happen if you fail? <laughs> That's a big-ass pincher coming through the door. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, either getting... Any anything to do with actually being touched by this thing. Um so yeah, getting pinchered, getting stabbed getting by the other leg, uh just bouncing off it ineffectually. Um yeah. You also have Colt Seavers, so you can just decide it's a 12 plus. Can I can. Yeah, uh, this, this does yeah. seem like a wild physical. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm gonna do yeah. that because Violet don't want to fuck around with this. She is gonna charge the fuck in and with all the strength she has, just like slam that door shut in an attempt to just crunch that thing in between it and keep it out. And you do just that. There is the, the heavy slam of the door, the crunch as one of the legs drops, just, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of grazing your shoulder before hitting the floor. Still greasy, oily mm-hmm. icor coming out of where it was scissored off and half of the pincer falls down. And you hear a liquid chittering from the other side of the door that recedes. And then you didn't see this the first time because of the light, but there is a pocket knife lying on the ground next to the door. And you see carved into the handle, it's got a a thin layer of dust on it. You see carved into the handle, the words, don't give up. That is a knife. The iron door is locked. Whatever was on the other side, you don't hear it there. And I think by this point, 
the your friends above have found a a key that fits in to the trapdoor's lock and oh, thank goodness managed to swing it open well otherwise violet was gonna have to try to use some of that oil bullshit and see if it'd open up the trapdoor do you take the pocket knife it's it's a clue there's yeah um how, how covered in viscera is it <laughs> the the pocket knife not at all yeah the the pocket knife all right the pocket knife is clean uh violet is going to take the pocket knife right oh so you get back up the ladder jerry is very happy to see you he lets out a little whining uh moan as as he licks your hand with his tail thumping the ground Gita looks at you and says you smell like seafood are you okay dear what was down there yeah don't go down there uh it's uh it's a uh, it's an all-you-can-eat buffet down there and we do Ooh. not want to be any part of that oh it was large and crustacean and i don't think i ever want to eat crab again <laughs> or maybe i'll just eat it out of spite maybe just spite Violet just kind of like looks off into the distance, half pondering. But yeah, um, there too now, gang. Nope. Not pleasant. Uh, is there? Was there? Yeah, there's no like clues about like the actual uh, crustaceans or anything, right? No. Okay. They are uh, uh, servitors. Good. That's fine. That's that's a great name. So now we're searching George's home is, above is that the, the plan. Home above. Yeah, the... I think so. Violet just takes a second and like is on her knees and just like wraps her arms around Jerry and just like buries her face into his fur for a sec, just like. Rosemary will um, put a a hand to Violet's shoulder and just be like, you okay, dear? It's fine. It's it's fine. It's fine. She decided, yeah, just metaphorical, physical, brushes herself off and it's just like, ugh. Um... Was it the same thing that we saw at the window? Bigger, much, much bigger, a lot bigger. Mm. I'll Sounds put like it to you this way. I didn't sauce. see the entire body. I really had no desire to, to get that far. I just shut that door. Well, I'm glad you're okay. Uh, yeah, well, hopefully get there. I'm yes. glad we could open the door in time. Well, did we kind of? There was something uh, else down there. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, and and Violet's like I, I just I nearly completely forgot in almost getting killed again, um, and she pulls the pocket knife out of uh, her pocket and shows him. It was it was just laying here on the ground. 
says, uh, don't give up. I don't, I don't know. Mm. Similar to what um, uh, Dr. Burko had, or didn't she have like motivational stickers or something? Oh, yeah. She did have those tacky things. Yeah. So you're going for Georgia's apartment? Or are you, you have... looking around anywhere else in the museum? Pardon I mean, me? Yes, yes. I feel like we should take a quick look around the museum at least first because I mean, we're here. I mean, we've been everywhere, haven't we? Yeah. We did the scrimshaw room. We went to the staff room. We went to the basement. There is a room. There's whale room, lobby, and gift shop that we have left. We feel like if we're trying to get to like the bottom of these things, maybe George would have a clue in his home that would point us in the right direction. You know what? You could always split up. Nobody is splitting up. <laughs> Look what just happened when we split up. <laughs> All right, so the whale room. What happened when we split up? The whale room. In There's the a whale center from the ceiling, right? There is. In the center of the room, suspended from the ceiling on wires, is the skeleton of a sperm whale, not wholly bleached. Maxine stares up at it and says, I thought you were hiding something last time. It's where I would hide something. Up there? Yes. Maxine. <laughs> yes. You see nothing. Via or Rosemary. You sneaky stuff. Feel a shift in the air as you are looking at the whale and shift in the air what is that what does that mean like what is I, I, it's hard to quantify a shift but in the air the whale on wires begins to wake and oh. bones knock together as it twists and then it falls limp once more but its new position is different from the old position. You're saying the fig the structure of it itself moved or like the whale moved the whale as moved. you were watching, but looking at it and thinking about it, your brain begins to fog when you think about how it was before it moved. You can't remember what position it had been in. Maybe it had always been in this position and it hadn't moved at all, actually. And Rosemary's the only one that saw this. Rosemary's the only one that saw this. And felt it at least. Um, 
But nobody else will know if even if Rosemary's like, has that wheel always been in that position? Maxine looks up at it. Has that wheel always been in that position? As far as you know, yeah. He looks unless same. they moved it or something. It just looks different than what I remember. When Violet looks up at it, would she see anything? odd at all given she's the only one that is as far as pallid mask no nothing Violet turns to Maxine saying so you want to climb up there yeah there is yes. running around the circumference of the room there is a a narrow catwalk that uh obviously is used to maintain the skeleton or clean it and you can see a uh, a small tucked away ladder that you could use to climb up do you have do you have paper or do i have paper maxine checks her purse for paper and pen sure Sure. Maxine's going to write a rude note to the daughter to the uh, midwives and leave it in the whale. <laughs> That's you're you're just going up there to do that? Well, no, to also search. But like okay. be careful. This is this is risky. I'm going to need a night move for clambering up and maneuvering around this this catwalk and I'll answer what could go wrong. You will fall. Okay. Wait, can I do it? Since I have better composure. Uh, Which I am totally rolling with. And if you don't let me, I will scream. <laughs> I, I, it's Matt started this. He, I, he has I to decide. That at least once during Maxine's career, she got yanked backwards through a window when she got shot dramatically in some scene, and she's done wire work. In fact, it might even have been the Golden Globe winning episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So you can you can have advantage on your composure roll, please. So that makes it uh, this is three D six yes plus one. Yeah. Don't fuck this up. Do not that don't you oh my oh come oh on. my god. Holy shit. Sweet lord. He got a five, everybody. Maxine. No, no, you as you got like you a got four. Oh, you got a four. Take the two yeah. highest. It's one, two. Maxine, one, two. as you climb up, it's almost you're almost at the top when Violet use Baracus. You, <laughs> you feel something shift in the catwalk, and you think it's okay. It all steadies. You get onto the platform up top, and you see the movement of something pale and spindly 
below you and you hear the sound of one of these screws hitting the floor and the world the the platform lurches beneath your feet and swings wildly away from the wall and you clatter through the bones as the whale seems to take you into itself and for a brief moment you feel almost like you've been embraced by warm salty water and then your body hits the ground your neck at an unnatural angle why you do your golden this? globe clutched in your hand why you do this violet wants to use the my yeah the ba baracus move and as maxine is falling she there's probably like not anything soft in this room so she's just gonna like she's just gonna charge forward there's a there's probably a um like a sit like a they probably have like little like little chairs or like she hits us she's gonna break her neck she's gonna break her back (laughs) from maybe it's a a cushy chair like a cushy like little sofa thing are there beanbag chairs for the kids beanbag chairs for the kids Uh Quick, get those beanbag chairs. Violet's just gonna like rush forward and throw herself like beneath, uh, yeah, beneath Maxine. And or or like, it can be like um maybe there's like a banner or something hanging down, and like they can like grab the banner and like like full on rush hour and like catch um, Maxine. You know what I'm what talking about? Just, and she can like slide down. What if we're just shoving? the scaffolding back up against the wall. And I, I don't, can I reach that from the ground? Well, no, you are going to fall. She's, you yeah, just avoid like, harm. Avoid dying. <laughs> Probably. Um, and I think whatever, whatever you are deciding to do, Gita gasps, <gasps> mommy, and rushes <laughs> to help. Um, her. Yeah. Let's, yeah, are there like little bean bags, like say in the corner for like a children's sure. corner? I'm gonna say there's like bean bags in the corner for a children's corner. And as Maxine is falling, like Violet's like, okay, I can't like, you know, she's still an old lady. She can't like really like take all brittle bones falling weight. So what she's gonna do is like use the falling momentum and like kind of like sweep yeet her towards the beanbag chairs. And like all the little beanbags. So she lands in the beanbags instead of on the floor breaking her neck. Not entirely elegant, but hey, you know, you can't pick and choose when you're not dying. Yeah. And it'll work because you are activating your move. So Maxine escapes physical harm narrowly. And uh, Gita is at your side almost immediately, you know, checking you. Did you break anything? Is your hip okay? Maxine checks herself for injuries and then sort of looks over at Violet like, nice moves. Wow. Well, it's just kind of standing there panting, like in a semi fugue state, just (laughs) because she just didn't think. So like, and just turns toward her, she's like, "You all right?" 
<laughs> I knew that thing was suspicious. Above you, the whale is still clattering. The, the bones are spinning on their wires and the mouth or the head kind of spins almost to the point that it looks like it's like looking right down at you and, and kind of uh, swivels on its where it's mounted and rosemary it's moving you see something move within the mouth within the mouth and it falls down almost directly i think into your hand it is do i catch it if if you would like to catch it you could yes <laughs> in your hand unless it poses find... like a danger like a in... From how high it is, like, would it hurt me if I caught no, it? No, no. Okay. It's not large. I don't want to catch it. It is it. a black scrimshawed bone with unfamiliar Ouch. script and a boat on it. And the boat looks like the regal lady. Hmm. Well, then uh, Rosemary catches it and observes it for a second and she'll um uh not to pull focus or anything she will obviously attend to maxine and make sure she's okay um help with any potential scrapes or wounds or anything like that but also um this seems to have fallen from the whale's mouth and she will show them the scrimshawed bone um and she'll say i can't make out what it says but doesn't that doesn't this boat right here look a lot like the regal lady you will narrow her eyes it does doesn't it violet is still just sort of like recovering from what just happened um and sort of like half like shakes herself out of uh like the kind of like wow shit maxine almost just died state um yeah like, i think uh, like, like slightly more disturbed about this than maxine is i <laughs> think that actually is trying between, hard to hold it together <laughs> between what violet has just gone through twice now in a short amount of time i think uh you are shaken and Maxine, I think you are barely holding it together. Jesus. You did just narrow the escape death, though. Yeah, yeah. That tracks. No, uh, maybe, maybe no more climbing on things tonight for Maxine. No, don't do that, girl. Violet looks down and says, yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I knew that thing was suspicious. So it's a public safety hazard. And thank you. That shoe climbed on. Okay. And Violet uh, looks over to Maxine and is just like, yeah, 
uh, yeah. I see him give a little, a, a tight little nod, like she knows that was that was almost really bad. Yeah, I feel like like they both know that if they actually acknowledge the severity of the moment right now, they're just gonna like fall apart. <laughs> so just like, nope. <laughs> nope. We will we will be good white women and press this down this one down for a long time. Consegrity. <laughs> um so yeah, uh Violet looks around and again walks over to Jerry and just kind of like pets his head for, for some comfort. Can we um, need therapy jog dog at Jerry? Yeah, yeah he's trained. He's, he's a good dog. Um she says, Do we need to do we need to check out anywhere else before we go up to George's place? I mean not unless we're gonna scour the bathrooms or I don't know. There aren't there are any other rooms in here that are meaningful, are there? There's the lobby in the gift shop, technically. Lobby in the gift shop. I feel Maxine is feeling vindictive now and is like seriously considering this like robbing the gift shop. Mm. Let's, let's really be taking away from the people of Brindlewood Bay. I than, like, know. It's the real problem. <laughs> Um, I can't imagine they hide anything important in the gift shop. Violet just kind of walks over uh, to Maxine and just slips her hand into Maxine's purse, grabs the flask, undoes, like unscrews the top, takes a small sip, hands it to Maxine. <laughs> who, who repeats the action just mutely, kind of nods. Yep. Screws the top back on, slips it back in the purse. All right, okay. so you are off to George's apartment. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do we have to okay. go outside, or does do we have to go upstairs? I think <laughs> that there is a um, the door that you came in actually had a little like antechamber between the outside door, the door to the staff room, and then there was a third door that leads to George's apartment. So you go back out the way you came in almost and make your way. You, you unlock the door into George's apartment easy enough. And Gita is, by the way, this whole time, like she is going to be basically glued to Maxine at this point, like not, not getting more than a step away. And, um, you get to the apartment, you open the door at the top of the stairs and it is like, it's like an Ikea catalog in there. Like it is clean and modern and like super organized and bright sorry open concept uh no no it's it's like a british home kind of everything has doors and Mm. uh but it's all it's very nice and normal and clean 
and and you would not guess that this man belonged to a death cult all the more um ready for meddling there are lots of bookshelves lots of george clearly has a passion for history and uh, so what what are you doing in here looking at bookshelves is that what rosemary's doing yes i think that that sounds like a reasonable metal huh reasonable Oh, wait, I don't get any. A, th a three. Oh, wow. Okay. I put on a crown. You can. I mean, it, it's this isn't a night move. It's it's not like you're going to necessarily come to immediate harm. There will be consequences, but like consequences i don't like consequences for my actions <laughs> you can put on a crown and, and find a clue that's what we need is clues the clues are helpful i'll do it uh when you put nine mm. Mm -hmm. imperfect sister or daughter okay so as you're looking around the uh the bookshelves you find Ah, okay. Nothing of note. But underneath the bookshelf is a footlocker. Kind of shoved up against the wall. It's almost it's not like camouflaged, but it's it's so like decorative and part of the uh it fits so well, it almost looks like it's part of the bookshelf and not its own thing. Mm -hmm. But when you pull it out, and lift the lid, and do, have you turned on like overhead lights or are you, you operating with flashlights? Overhead lights are fine as long as we close curtains first, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, people would assume George also, is home. Yeah, there's no reason for other people not to exactly. assume they, they, home and fine. Well, that's why we want curtains to be closed. They just think he's home doing normal things. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Instead of like three people. Three women, four women poking around his apartment randomly. <laughs> Inside this footlocker, you see a skeleton. Hmm. Just a literal like skeleton hanging out literal skeleton curled into the box and it is charred 
Why it burnt like that? Um, all almost all over, almost consistent in its burnedness. It it is toasted. Toasted. Um Rosemary um will be a little startled to find the skeleton. Um understandably so. Um but she'll say, Oh, um uh, ooh, oh 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 okay, um uh, ladies, I think I found um, a quite um, quite important clue here. Um, and she'll like motion them over so they can see too. And Violet walks over and is just like, whoa, Rosemary, you gotta just maybe mention when it's a dead body. It's a dead body. Maxie was about to head over and just like swerves and is now just casually walking in a different direction. <laughs> it's you know, uh, I, I, I was starting to feel a little bit bad with, with George, but not anymore. Rosemary calls over, or Violet calls over to Maxine. Says it's um, it's a it's a skeleton. Oh, Maxine's yeah. it, is that the closet? Is it a literal skeleton in his closet? In book bookshelf, oh, I mm, mm. not quite closet. And it like you do you are not none of you are are anthropologists or or anything like that. But nothing about this skeleton says it's fresh. Like it, you don't That's smell not. anything on it. You don't smell cooked flesh, even like you don't smell smoke. It is. Uh, it it seems to be old. Is what I'm saying. Hmm. And it just looks, just looks old and burnt, charred. I think. I wouldn't take um, I, I wouldn't take George for the cannibal type, but. Gita will be looking at it um, and kind of, yeah, you know, I think Gita's like a, a kind of polymath. Like Gita's actually super smart. She's just also super weird. Hi, and Antelope. sorry. Hi, Antelowiz. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> I heard high antelope, and I'm like, what? <laughs> um, Gita will look at it, and she'll kind of uh, tilt her head, and she'll just reach in and pick up the hips and kind of look at it and, and raise it to her, her nose and sniff it and kind of hold it up to the light, and she goes, I think this is at least at least a decade old maybe older decade. judging by the like the integrity it, it's in pretty good shape so it can't be that old but uh it looks like maybe a teenager uh woman i think if just to guess but i mean i'm just going off of everything i know but uh it, it looks female and uh 
probably mid-teens, early 20s. Maxine oh, that's of, not creepy. Make a face and then look at, at uh, Rosemary and we'll be sort of debating, like trying to get two different thoughts out. And the first one is, is it, you know, to gestures, trying to invoke the idea of magic without saying magic, followed up immediately by, and at what point do we get the incompetent sheriff involved? We just found a dead body. Uh, would, would there have, if it's like a decade old and we've lived here for a while, would there have been any like missing persons reports that we would connect this to in the past X amount of years? Interesting. Uh, rewind a bit. I'm going to, to rewind Gita's, hold on, what's our... We're good with harm with children. Okay. Gita looks at the bones. Gita looks at the bones and she kind of tilts her head and, and says, um, this is a, I'd say, young boy, maybe prepubescent. Uh, this is pretty old, uh, but kept in pretty good shape at, at least a decade. And she kind of looks at her hand and, and rubs between her fingers and she goes, this is definitely burned. It's hard to say whether this was pre or post-mortem though. It's been a long time, whatever happened. And she'll, she'll reach down and pick up the skull and kind of hold it up and kind of put it in line with her face and she'll go, yeah, definitely a child or someone very small, but I'm saying child from, you know, the development And Violet just like rubs her temples and just says, just please let this be a cold thing. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like, do they, hmm, I'm trying to think. The tricky thing is with George being, you know, involved with a museum, we can't be sure whether this is a victim or an artifact. And I have no doubt that if he were to be you know, brought into a court of law and tried to be charged with something, he would go for that defense and he'd probably, you know, get away with it. Hmm. Hmm. Which is a dangerous thing in itself. So uh. <laughs> Gita will, will gently put the skull back and look around, kind of gently maneuvering the bones, seeing if she can find anything else. And she'll just be muttering like, you know, don't see any signs of broken bones or anything like that. The child seems to have been in good condition. What if we theorized? You got nine clues. I'm trying to figure out, we don't, 
Do we know of like a missing child from earlier? Huh. Do you know of a missing child? I'm trying to think. In the history of Brindlewood Bay. I don't remember. It's like, where is in In Brindlewood Bay. The child of Persephone. <laughs> what? 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 Oh. I knew that. I have to read. Ugh. <laughs> oh. Dalrymple's case. Okay. Oh, yeah. Little George Mapplethorpe. Well. Well, maybe, just maybe, in theorize. So in our theorize, we have to, like, basically state the time, location, and the manner, right? The when, the, 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 when, the where, and the what. <clears throat> and using all the clues, yes. Yes, as, as usual, incorporating more clues is better. How do you guys feel? Do you think we... We've got nine out of a complexity, 10. I'm bad at doing the math. Of, I'm bad at doing like the feeling math. Um, if you... Explain all of the clues. You'll be rolling at a minus one. So at best, you can get an 11. Maybe finish looking around George's. See if we get anything else out of here. Okay, we got to like look. Um, Maxine will go through, uh, the... Rosemary, I'm sorry, you rolled a, uh, it was a three, but you stepped it up by putting on a crown. Um, but the complication that you will have gotten is I think you will be disturbed by finding the, uh, skeleton. Anyway, please continue. I think 
Maxine is going to try to, to get inside George's head, having recently talked to him and being an actor. And she would be, if I was George, where would I hide additional? Go method? Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, then I think that sounds like a medal with composure. Composure. Okay. Yeah, you're trying to... Intense concentration. Like, yeah. yeah, you're focusing... Yeah. Like, it's not reason. It's It's more emotional and and you're getting into george's head i'm trying to capture my own imagination with presence mm, it's not it's not a presence role sorry good job all right we ready for another, right, another hold on uh, you have archived scripts reference material you could draw from your acting experience in getting into other characters' heads for an advantage. I, I could. What about using the cult-associated surplus to try to, like, myself in the mind of a cult member? Mm, you don't know enough about the cult other than that they wear the surplus and right. have world domination schemes. I'll take my archive scripts. Three D six plus one. Ready for another roll of three? Fourteen. Nope. There we go. That's twelve. Um, oh, twelve. Yeah. You got a medal of twelve. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. Where are you looking? Tell me. Tell me, like, what you're what you are doing here. And help me decide what clue is best. Strides into the center of the space and like turns in a circle, says, I'm George. I'm a boring, frumpy man who's also in a cult. Where do I hide my things? And she'll just sort of put her hands out and start walking towards um, is there like an office room? Sure. Or? Yeah. There's yeah. a there's a small office. Yeah. And she goes to the desk and goes, but I think I'm clever. And then she turns around and faces away from the desk and uh, removes a painting from the wall to find something, a, a, a cat, like a, maybe it's over a little bookshelf, like hiding a, a inset bookshelf or there's a safe or something like that, I don't know. What does the GM think? So you're taking a, a painting off the wall? Yes. Mm, you see just slightly less faded paint behind the painting. But Gita says uh, something like this. And oh, she points to George's desk <laughs> where there is a big shard of rusted metal sitting on top <laughs> with a winding images of the moon in various states covering one side. Hold up, hold up, hold up, GM. <laughs> I roll a 12 and you're gonna give me a clue that was in plain sight on the desk with carvings on it. 
I shouldn't have to roll for that as a clue. That would have been too obvious. It would have been like, you walk into the room is, and see the giant ritual artifact. It's funnier that you got like all into the, the thing and then Kita's just like, what, what about that though? All right, fine, I'll take it. And you wouldn't have, it wouldn't have been there if you didn't get <laughs> the success, so. That's beautiful. It's like carvings of yes. the pieces of the moon in various states, covering one size of it. Do we do we get two for a twelve or something? Normally, normally no. You get a a, a void clue, void but clue. you're out of right. void clues. Right. However, I'm going to give you a additional clue. <laughs> But it's it's vague. No, no, never mind. I, I will just give you straight up clue. Um, Damn. Cause like a void clue is so this is the void mystery, so you know. You find actually behind that painting a small inset hole in the wall with a small dropper bottle of dark red fluid inside that smells of pomegranates. That's well, here we go. Aha! I am George. I am not very clever. Oh, and also, yes, that thing looks suspicious too. Gita, thank you. Thank you for that. Gita will be looking at it and she'll go, yeah, this is intricate. Might be nothing though. Maxine will swap the bottle with the wet metal things. So they can each look at the other thing. And she'll look at it and goes, this feels like something. Gita will unscrew the bottle, sniff it, and go, hmm. And she'll just raise the drop. No, no, we, no, no, Gita, no. Oh, oh okay, okay. You don't know how many calories are in it. Oh, it smells like pomegranate juice. Oh, uh, you also probably don't want to drink that then because, um, well, they murdered someone with it. Oh, were they allergic to pomegranates? Uh, no, they were allergic to poison. Oh, I think I'm allergic to that too. Most of us are. Maxine would just carefully like delicately just take it from her deliberately and put the lid back on <laughs> oh Gita uh Violet is going to go into George's bedroom and see if there is anything to find there like say underneath the mattress like you know between the mattress and box spring beneath the beneath the right. bed 
in the closet kind of thing. Okay, uh, that sounds like a reason, Metal. All right, so. you find in the closet, George has, um, it's a super organized, like possibly sociopathically organized closet. Everything is pressed and folded and hung up like precisely. And uh, you find in the bottom of the closet, he has a uh, like a little box of uh, just kind of knickknacks, normal like memory things that people keep, you know. Like, yeah, and amongst them, amongst the like photos and uh some newspaper clippings of like stuff about the museum and some just random shit you see a lab report from a like dna testing lab and it seems to be saying that whoever or whatever was tested, the DNA belongs to George Mapplethorpe. Hmm. Violet scans over the findings. Um, it says, oh, that makes a disturbing amount of sense great and she kind of like folds it up and puts it in her purse um looking around at the closet for a moment to be like this is way too neat <laughs> you gotta you gotta get a hobby and she um and she's like a hobby that's not like death cults and killing people and she turns around and uh Presumably, if that's the only thing to find in the in the bedroom, she walks out. To, it to it actually isn't because you need a complication. Oh, oh yeah, yay! And your complication is from behind the dresser mirror. You see, like the the dresser is up against the wall, and the mirror is flat against the wall. But you see the face of someone staring back at you. No. And at first you think you're just catching yourself in the mirror, but then you realize it's beside the mirror. And then the face turns and tilts to the side and you realize it's another one of those crustacean things. No. And you hear tapping on the ceiling and looking up you see another one up there and there's the sound of scuttling on carpet as something crawls out from under the bed 
Um, and Jerry we, starts growling. As we see them, um, Rosemary will uh, clutch her purse um, and touch, inadvertently touch the that communicator again. And they kind of all freeze and you feel the sense that the attention has diverted to you. Everybody look at me. <laughs> um... How many, how many did you say there were? At least four. At least, yeah. Four. Um, and Rosemary will say, it's those things again. Yep, yep, I see him. Yep, yeah. definitely, yep. Yeah. I wonder where they're coming from. You hear the click 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 of crustacean legs on the tile of presume of what must be the bathroom there's more the curtain of the window in george's room shifts and one crawls out they don't seem to be getting closer to you but they are Apparently amassing. Mm -hmm. Do you think they've been here the whole time? Violet stands there and is just kind of frozen in place, like looking Are we backing, like backing up with her eyes and is just like, don't know how long, don't care, don't want to be in here anymore. And she's just kind of, yeah, backing slowly away towards the door. As you watch, you're not transmitting that. Seems like a strong plan. Maxine says, and starts heading towards the door and, and has, has grabbed Gita to keep her moving. As you watch, Rosemary, the crabs, they move not towards you, but with you, keeping almost the same distance, but they're kind of like, gathering together mm -hmm. and as you are backing away from them and the others are heading out the door they're still like advancing though they're still advancing towards you mm. but not they're not getting closer than they were mm. and as they as your friends are leaving Rosemary, you could swear that as the, the crabs kind of pile on each other, they begin to take a shape. And it's like a person crouching on the floor. And the one that is at the top turns so it looks like a face. And it's just staring at you. Well, if it looks like a face, uh, everybody left already? 
I, I imagine everybody's going out the door and you're kind of like walking backwards. So mm -hmm. is the face recognizable? Like, does it look like somebody in particular? Or is it just like a face? It's just a face. Mm. Rosemary will kind of uh, cock her head to the side and she'll look at the face and she'll say, who are you? And the face will tilt as the crab rearranges itself. You see those, it has like, the way the face is on the back, like it has like a row of top teeth. And one of the other crabs scuttles into position so that its top teeth align with the other. So it looks like a mouth Ooh. now. Mm -hmm. And the mouth opens. And it goes. Ah! Oh, is that a foreign language for something or? <laughs> it just keeps screeching at you and it starts advancing. Now it starts advancing. Um, nope, nope, nope. Vaccine. And Rosemary will go like, oh, I guess not. And yeah. then she'll like back Shut up the, the door. door. Shut the door. Rosemary. She's got Gita in one hand and grabs a Rosemary's thing. Like, what? And it just like starts yanking them out the door. Yeah. Yeah, Rosemary will close the door. You hear the sound of dozens of pointy tipped legs scrabbling against the closed door. And then that it all just stops. Well, it screamed at me. Um, but I yes, think I was able heard. to break through and make, uh, make some kind of communication. Make some kind of what? I think it understood me. Somehow. Bella just like does that. This is my skeptical face. <laughs> Maxine is, is torn between wanting to join the skeptical face crew and the uh, presumably Gita is like, oh, really? So, and, like, and just sort of is, is wobbling between them. It's like, it wouldn't be the worst thing we've seen. But also, I don't know that talking to the weird lobster things is, well. Well, think about really it. Really I mean, you were outnumbered there for a moment. As you are yeah, standing they here talking, us, they could have. as you're standing here talking, you hear the sounds of crab legs on crab the, legs. Or the floor down the stairs. Mm. Nope, let's go. And Maxine <laughs> uh, is going to get people to, to book it out of here um, and, and exit the museum. You'd love to, but when you open the door into that little antechamber to the outside, that person-shaped mass of crabs is there. Maxine mm. closes the door again, goes, nope. <laughs> and 
she says violet yells out what's what's down there what more of them more oh but they were oh great great fantastic maxine are they teleporting being closest to the door you hear the outside door open and you hear a very wet like thunk sound and a wet chittering and then more sounds of impact and more wet chittering um they're, they're trying to break in to the staircase uh um and then the door handle turns oh maxine goes and jams herself up against the door uh isn't was the way out of the or wasn't there another way out through the that that basement in the um in the scrimshaw room we're in we're in george's we're stuck in oh oh, we have to go back through through we were like down 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 Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay 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 no that's maxine as you are pressed against the door the handle stops turning and you just hear knock 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 against the wood of the door and who is it you hear a small voice says my selkie is that you oh oh my god <laughs> uh i've seen this no but she's in here i'll go yeah i'll get her for for you um Rosemary Thurgood. Yes, it, it is it is Thurgood. What are you doing here? You called me, I came. Did I? Can I can I come in? You know, I don't remember calling him. Um are, okay. are the the <laughs> lobster things gone are there any lobsters out there (laughs) they aren't lobsters but they are dead oh well and and maxine will like carefully open the door and be ready to slam it again and thurgood looks up at maxine from where he's standing he's in his his raincoat and he has in his hands an axe and he is covered in crab juice hi thurgood hello miss west how are you today maxine is just like he's just lost here violet like like, peers around maxine is like just kind of like taken in the scene it's like hi Oh, Thurgood, so good to see you again. What brings you to the neighborhood? You called me and I came. Oh, um, well, you have made quite a mess in here, haven't you? I think they would have made bigger mess. That is, that's a, a sound assumption. And um, we thank you so much because we were in quite the predicament there, weren't we, girls? Violet turns uh, to Maxine. She's like, did you text him? What did you? 
<laughs> we should maybe go somewhere else. Um, yes, that, that, that sounds, sounds great. You know, we were thinking the same thing, Thurgood. Thank you so much. Um, so um, if you uh, do, do you uh, here have a, um, and she'll reach in her bag and pull out like a, a wet nap for him to clean up. Thank you. I, <laughs> my hands are very greasy. I see that. And he'll, he'll take it and start wiping his hands and, and just kind of He'll, he'll actually hand the axe off to Gita and he just has no interest. Like he hasn't asked who she is. Just she's, she's there and, and he'll say, hello, Terry. And, uh, then he'll just start walking outside. And if you follow him outside, you will see like a old beat up, like, I think it's a beetle, like a VW beetle old. The door is one door is different color from the rest of the car, and like it's it looks like it's held together with duct tape and positive thinking. Violet turns to Gita and just says, Nope, and takes that axe right out of her hands. (laughs) (laughs) Gita is is completely like Gita is not bothered by that at all, she just she understands. Was there a seal person or an otter person? I forget. Well, seal time. person. Oh, seal. Seal person. More seal than otter, yeah. Oh, now we got seals. <laughs> he will look at at. He will be walking beside Rosemary and be sticking very close and and say, "I heard you call. I came quick." You did, and we are so thankful. Thank you so much, Thurgood. It must have been quite a drive from um, Monkey Point. I don't know whose car this is. Oh! (laughs) Well, neither do I, but that is not the most pressing of our concerns at this moment now, is it? Maxine suppresses a little grin, and like, if it wasn't Thurgood, and if he wouldn't just stare at her blankly, Maxine would high-five him but she, she knows a little better than that yeah yeah so are you going to bring Thurgood back to to Casa Maxine um we certainly can't leave him here all by himself yeah let's let's do that and we'll regroup at Maxine's also I'm pretty sure he would find a way to follow us anyway so <laughs> yeah yeah It's going to be a little little comfy in the back of that car, I think, but. uh... Let's take five and uh, then I think it's a good time to get your uh, theorize on. Theorize on. So we'll meet back at 30 past. Sounds good. 235, we took the dog to bed. Okay, yeah. Uh, Okay. 35. See you shortly. Bye-bye. Oh. All right. So I assume back on the way back to Maxine's house, we're filling in Thurgood with what's going on. I imagine that Thurgood is like in the back seat, 
kind of like squished between Jerry and Rosemary, like just, just sitting in there. He probably could use a car seat, but anyway, so you fill him in and he is just completely silent, but, uh, I think he's, he's holding Rosemary's hand. If Rosemary's okay with that. Um, Rosemary will allow it because, I mean, he, he did save their lives for, for the most part. She's just kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, it doesn't bother her. Just yeah, I don't think why. like, I don't think it's a, it's not necessarily a romantic thing. Right. It's just, just yeah. like. Maybe that's what it is too. It's not like like a like a I don't say traditional like a handle. Like, like an intertwining. Very much like, <laughs> yeah, like, like holding. <laughs> I don't think Thurgood is is a romantic kind of character. So, and that is fine. Yeah, so he will have nothing to say unless directly asked. I think, well, I mean, Maxine will after doing a quick recap and she'll she'll say, what, what do you think of that? <laughs> what do you think of, of everything? <laughs> <laughs> All of it. <laughs> This is past that... 20 minutes of <laughs> flooded information. Sounds bad. Do you know anything about it? Have you heard any any rumors? Any, any... Has the sea said anything? Sea says something dark's coming. Any idea where? No, the but it sea? seems like a reasonable assumption here. <laughs> They're good. Have you ever seen those crab things before? No, nothing. And like you that. said they're not crabs, right? Not crabs, like crabs. Like crabs, right, right, right. Okay. Um, do you know anything about? Um, any rituals that might be happening soon? Or have you heard in Mucky Point? No. I think they're all dead. Who's they? The ones with the rituals. Oh. Okay. Isla <laughs> just looks over his head at Rosemary, like, question mark? <laughs> the constable and his brother and his daughter. They're dead too. You were there. I mean, yes. You were so right. 
Well, we didn't. Ms. Ripley had her baby. So. Oh, did she? Very ugly. Oh. <laughs> I see him just snort and like suppress a laugh. Leave it to Thurgood to call an ugly baby ugly. I mean, the baby ugly. We get to Maxine's house without incident on the road. Yeah, no incident. Get back. The wards are still active. If you were to check on George, you would find he is still there. He's kind of pushed himself up against a wall and uh, is resting, seething, whatever. And Maxine will, from a careful distance, say, So... He'll look up, and he's, he's, his eyes are kind of glazed. George Maplethorpe, huh? And the glaze is gone. He'll, he'll look at you just, just straight on and say, You broke into my home? <laughs> That's really what we're going to focus on here? Also, no, we had the keys, so technically not. It's true. Right, of course. It's not breaking and entering when you steal the key first. Glad we see you, lawyers. No, but I've heard about this great personal injury. <laughs> so, what do you want? Come to break more limbs? No, we're you know, we should have we should have grabbed one of those crab things. Could have fed him to it. So my words did work. Actually, just like looks up and down. Like the other ones. Well, I mean, we're here, so no. <laughs> He'll just stare mutely. Anyway, enjoy your. And Violet just kind of gestures around to to the cellar. Cold, and. She turns around and heads back upstairs. Did you have any other skeletons in your closet other than the ones that we found in your bookcase? (laughs) You think you know so much, but you don't know anything. You know that you have a skeleton in your apartment. I'm a museum curator. I have skeletons all over. Yeah, whales, George, not people. Whales, people. The fat still runs off when you cook them. 
Violet's about to like just step through the top of the at the top of the stairs, but step in, through the door and just says pleasant. Bones are bones. She turns mm. around and calls down and says, I don't think he's going to be any use. You, you, hear, well. you hear the sound of a wine bottle being dragged from its cubby and smashing to the ground and say, oops. She just laughs. Don't think I set you near I don't think I set you near any of the expensive ones. How about it? Mm. Riley just calls down to uh Maxine. You really shouldn't let him in your broken glass. Yeah, that's true. Might hurt himself. Or get himself drunk. Which is probably not a good idea in the state that he's in. Rosemary, you're a darling. Gita considers her a moment and says, yeah, you'll need a bigger bucket. Okay, so uh, do we want to move him else, somewhere else or do we just want to like, nah, I don't know. Do we want to Thurgood, theorize in the same room? Thurgood will be standing a little bit off and he'll just look at Rosemary and Heft to the axe with a, a questioning. Oh, no, no, dear. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not necessary. I appreciate the thought, though. If you no, want to no, just maybe down. keep an eye on him, though, I mean, that'd be great. Thurgood will, will, will just move like into the, the doorway and just stand facing George. And George will be looking at him like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with him, but there will be something wrong with you if you cross him. <laughs> Thurgood lifts the axe again. No, no, not, not, no, mm -mm. not yet. Don't. He'll put it down. <laughs> Thank you. So we've got the ten. Nope, we've got twelve. We have twelve clues. <laughs> so what? We're in the kitchen trying to put these these together. Yeah. Um, um, like connect the dots, red string style. And Gita will be making notes on a piece of paper as you discuss. Okay, so what if, clapping for emphasis, um, what if, if you the thing already, or I don't like, I don't know her. What if the location is the regal lady, right? And then the manner of ritual involves the sheet music. Uh, hmm. I was thinking about the ritual, the regal lady, but like how do we tie the obelisk 
into that because it'd be hard to because because oh the obelisk well, could be on they the took it. regal lady exactly they took it and they're bringing it back to where it was that was in the bay obelisks aren't always big yeah they're not really small they come in different sizes and shapes you know we're not here to shame any obelisk um uh so yeah what if they're taking the obelisk because it was pulled from the bed of the bay so they're taking it back they found it they're taking it back as part of the ritual um i mean i also think that we can make the assumption that they tried this once before yeah and maybe that's what happened at the freedom compound right and i mean that ties together the sons of freedom and the skeleton of george and uh yes because they are we gonna say like they need like a young person mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh well that would be why they've got pictures of Krauss with a focus on emily yeah like hang, hang on just like i'll check in things again uh yeah we're, we're, okay um are we bringing like child sacrifice into this is that what we're they need the child of persephone so one for one swap maybe okay. the music like is a possession spell music so let's see i had a couple thoughts in regards mm-hmm. to like the like man yeah manner of the ritual so we've got the so like this scrimshod bone that would you know be the, like the location the shard of rusted metal with the whining images of the moon in various states cover one side of it. i was thinking about like this has to, maybe the ritual has to happen during like the halfway point of a waxing gibbous moon. Sure. Because Persephone is, you know, the, she's goddess of the underworld and, you know, uh-huh. like it's like halfway things, liminal spaces, like Come around, on, logic. and waxing gibbous instead of waning gibbous because it's a ritual that has to be like fulfilled. So it's right. you know, moving forward to something complete. Right. Waxing um, on. And, and I love that it's just the single eyebrow twitches that are happening here. <laughs> um, he's watching excellence happen. So, <laughs> so then we've got like the, and it's like a, the images of the moon are on like a piece of like metal because like Persephone is also like the Iron Queen. So this mm-hmm. is like kind of ties into like that symbolism for. Um, so I was thinking about like maybe they have like the obelisk in a place and everybody that is like involved in the ritual and is, is like invoking the ritual has to wear like one of the driftwood crowns mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and that's why there's mm-hmm. like there was like that box full of them um, yep. and the like the small carved stone box with a sheaf of green inside um like because i think if i recall like persephone's statues are often depicted with like a small box and she's also like depicted with a sheaf of grain um and so, so they have the people wearing the crowns in a circle around the 
uh, target of the ritual who is tied to the obelisk and is made to hold the the box with the grain. Yeah. And then they push it overboard into the in the water. I assume they sang at it. Okay. Mm, music. Yeah. Get the music. That works too, I guess. And then, and then like uh, maybe is like a final thing. They take like a drop of the like the Sorry, the dropper. The red liquid. The red liquid and like drip it over like the, the sheaf of grain in the box. And when it doesn't go well, the person catches on fire. Mm. Like if they're not like they don't get it exactly right. Yeah. And that's why that happened. Uh, why the compound burned. No, that the no, that's two separate things. Because the hippie commune was the thing that burned. Um, and the Sons of Freedom had like a bunch of screaming shit happen. Um, do, 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 do. Do you want to? Is like, it everything? Let me check it. Maybe like two failed. Like these are previously two failed rituals. I that think so. Ritual occurrences. So they, that... they keep refining it. Yeah. So the first time uh, was in '67. Okay. Where they tried to use George, and then the fall of '92. Um, right. Okay. So the first time. It went so badly that Maplethorpe was just like engulfed in flames. The second time it almost worked. There was a partial transformation, mm -hmm. except not enough. And it went mad and killed everyone. Mm, like that's what the, where the monstrous forms came from. And mm -hmm. okay, yeah. That would be like the report from the Read of the Sons of Freedom compound. Like, do we have to detail like what's in the report kind of thing for part of this? Or no, no, or just, just whatever. Okay. However, you you can use the report to explain your solution. Okay, so picture the Krauss family. So Emily's like the new like person they're gonna try to use in the ritual obelisk you know was pulled from the bay and you're saying that they're taking it like back to where it was originally pulled from the bay right martin was that what you meant to say or we're saying Ooh, that would make sense because so if one of the reasons that it failed is because it wasn't like in the water or mm, over the yeah. water mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. we got the box the sheet music and the crowns and the bone. Uh, the scorched skeleton like is explained by like George being the one that was the failed uh, person the first time. So that covers like the DNA test and the skeleton. Mm -hmm. How does it cover the DNA test? Well, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, hmm. We know that the skeleton is George. From DNA test. But why is yeah, why would, why did someone do yeah a DNA test to figure out it was George? Because mm. they wanted to 
identify exactly what went wrong with the ritual and they had to know that they had the right body first. Mm, okay. So it was it was research. They they thought they had the body, but obviously it's a skeleton. They need to make sure that like they're they're doing their arcane detective looking for the echoes of the previous ritual on the right body to understand how it went wrong. Okay. And then the dropper of dark red fluid, we have that involved in the actual ritual itself. And then the pocket knife with the engraving that reads, don't give up. That's the one that she dropped mm -hmm. um, back during the other mystery. Um, so either she's a part of this or, I mean, it was just down in the same basement, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was. Missed, uh, it would have been missed last time. Yeah, it could have been nothing. Yeah, it was just down there. Um, when Maxine went down and found Etienne, the pocket knife was just down there uh, at the time. So that can just be, yeah, like that's not actually involved with the ritual. It was just part of like what happened in that mystery, the other mystery that mm -hmm. fell out of Dr. Burko's pocket. Uh, so I think that would theoretically cover everything, right? Yep. Yeah. So the when is during the waxing gibbous moon. Yes. The okay, but when is that? At night. Duh. I was, yeah, I was thinking it would be like uh New yeah, Year's. Close. Yeah, New Year's. That's why uh the what else? Didn't we have something else in regards to how close is Snowdrop House to the water? Nothing's too far from the water in Brindlewood. Yeah. Oh, and it has the caverns too. So maybe they're taking, they're all meeting there for a end of the world party mm. and then heading out through the catacombs to the, to the dock. A dock that is under, under it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so time, location, and manner. So yeah, time is on New Year's Eve because that will be like when the waxing gibbous moon is at its midpoint. Location will be on the Regal Lady out in the middle of the bay wherever the ancient obelisk was originally pulled from the bed of the bay. And the manner of the final ritual is um, using like, yeah, they have to tie Emily to the obelisk. There will be like the, the cult members will be surrounding her wearing the crowns made of driftwood. Mm -hmm. She's holding the carved stone box with the sheaf of grain inside. They're chanting the music and the uh, like to kind of like close off the ritual before they were saying like uh, Martin, you said they like they dump her in the water. Yeah, sure. Um, they like put the, uh, the dark red fluid uh, from the dropper, like 
they drip it across the sheaf of grain before they, yeah, send her to the waves. Which prevents her from catching on a fire during the transformation. <laughs> yeah. Theor- theoretically. Are, are you all happy with this? Are you happy with this? I don't have to be. It's it, the, it is the final theorized role. I feel like you can. I am say happy what with you're... whatever you you all are content with. Do it. Let's go save Emily Krauss from her terrible mother. Yes. All right. Who's going to make the roll? Not me. Fucking Tracy talk. did most of the. <laughs> I agree. The the heavy lifting here. Oh god. Oh no. So it's two d six plus two. Bring us home, Tracy. No pressure. Well, let's see how this goes. Oh. Nothing else we can do but roll. Why is it only seven? <laughs> seven again. Can you put on a crown? No. I think it's only if we fail, so, right? No, you can put on a crown at any time. You don't have to to fail to do it. You could you could bump it up to, to a clean success. Okay, we'd have to do that for like like all three of us then put on a crown for that. Everybody has to put on a crown, yes. Okay. I'll do it. Do we want to or do what else we can spend them on after this, right? Well, you're not done. Yeah. And we still have to see how this all plays out. Like we've had to roll before post like bang. Remember Maxine getting shot? Yeah. Oh, did she first ever? Thing. <laughs> so you're all putting on a crown? Yep. Okay. Let me figure out which one. Yeah. We'll show. All right. So, uh, this you have found the solution. It is the correct solution. You have an opportunity to take down the. Actually, I'm gonna double check how this works because things are different here. Like how we're all singing tonight. Well. Martin Ben singing tonight. No, there's no, there is no change other than that. There's no twelve plus, obviously, um, gotcha. and that the solution is the time, location, manner of the final ritual. So, so you succeed. You will have an opportunity to take down the culprit or otherwise save the day. How do you want to do that? Do you want an airstrike? You are expected at the party. Are you going to go to the party and do something after? Are you going to go to the party and do something there? If we can go to the party 
and make our way down to the dock, we could destroy the obelisk and or sink their boat. While we're on the... Oh, no. Okay, never Destroying the obelisk there. seems like it would be a more permanent... Th- like, they can always, they can always get well, another... Yeah. Right? The, the boat buys us enough... Buys us more time, technically. The obelisk is more permanent. Mm-hmm. How are we going to destroy an obelisk? Baseball bat. I have explosives in my cozy little place. Um... Do you? No, you do not. Feel like, no. yeah. Can I? I, I you like have how not we found had explosives. Um, yeah, my hand tools are are used, and I don't think I have C four in that. It is perhaps the small piece of lichen explosive? No, girl. Uh, All right, <laughs> <laughs> let's get you to the party then. Um, so. Maxine, you're going with Etienne. Does Everyone it, does else. Etienne explosives. He's a fisherman. Yeah, in a I bay, would dynamite. Not, no, Etienne does not have explosives, and he probably wouldn't give them to you if he did. <gasps> Maxine is the most responsible person in this town. You stole a constable's taser and shot him with it. Yes, he deserved it. That's a little bit beside the point. But um, anyway, Maxine is going with Etienne. Everyone else, how are you going to the party? Are you going together? Is someone bringing Thurgood or is Thurgood on guard duty? What is, uh, what's your plan here? A tiny little tuxedo for Thurgood. Yeah, Thurgood could come. Really going to leave George though? Yeah, he could stay it seems like a loose end that we may not want to leave dangling. Is Gita coming? I don't think we could stop Gita from coming, frankly, at this point. How do All we right. yeah, but how do we keep her from basically just like being like, pick me? She is she she's not being so eager to join the midwives. She's already got her cult yayas on and they go in a different direction. <laughs> and besides, you could just be like, really, you're going to disappoint your, all your friends back in Boston? All right, Rosemary, give me the scene of you all arriving at the party. Hmm. Let's say that Maxine hooked us up and she got us a limo or whatever. Um, and we step out and we look fancy and nice um, um, in our finery. Um, not too big of a scene, but you know, if you look, you'd be like, oh, it's them. They're showing up. And so. Maxine, no, 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 no. Maxine would be last. She'd be last to get out of the car because she wants to make like it's gonna, gonna be like. I need to change. Everybody else gets out, and then Maxine gets out. Photos too. Like you were waiting for this moment, you know. So, Rosemary oh. and Thurgood get out first. Um, 
I feel like Thurgood probably doesn't know. He's unaware of like social protocols, so he just is like, "I'm here. <laughs> I exist in this space now, as opposed to another space." Um, Maxine's been uh, saving a dress for this occasion. There you go. Oh, is it your special dress? So you're. Nice. It will. The one? It will be the special dress. Yes, even if it's not the original special dress. Good. Um, yeah, Rosemary will kind of like have to like uh, uh, get Thurgood to uh, okay, we're we're going this way now, you know, <laughs> to get him to follow her. Um, and then Violet comes out with Jerry, who's also got his little bow tie on because it is his moment. Um, and um. Violet allows that time for everybody. Like, of course, everybody's gonna go to Jerry. Be like, oh my god, like <laughs> dog with a tie. Um, and then Maxine makes her entrance. It's like step Maxine out. Maxine mugs for the cameras as if he's on a red carpet, even though obviously not. Yeah, there's no yeah, but it's it's in her mind, you know. Every moment is an opportunity. Right. All right, cool. Um, And so I imagine that the party is like, it's fancy, but it's still small town fancy. Like it's Snowdrop House. Everything is kind of turned up to nine in terms of like fanciness the phoenix and eva uh i said perone that's not right um cole are dressed up in like city finery and are definitely uh like making impressions and they they've got this under control this is their element and uh they're doing really well and everyone seems to be having a good time people are you know schmoozing and all that and basically everyone who is anyone and even some people who would not have traditionally been thought of as anyone are here Mm -hmm. and as you come in rosemary you hear a a a small like a small exclamation and emily rushes towards you and gives you a hug and she's all dressed up and she's like it's so good to see you oh my gosh i didn't know you were coming of course it's been so long dear how have you been oh i'm good i'm i'm super nervous i'm i'm actually hosting tonight Oh, you're doing an amazing job. I can tell already, dear. I hate it. Well, <laughs> it's not an easy task, but again, just one thing at a time, right? You can, you can, you can handle this. I know the board said that I had to. It had to be a Kraus, and since my mom's and my dad's, you know, and and Sarah is just way too Sarah, and David's mm. just. David. So, you know, 
It's me. Yay. I have the utmost faith that you will, um, um, well, tonight will be like no other. Yeah, I just hope, you know, I don't throw up on stage. So let's maybe start. If you do, smile afterwards. Oh, thanks. Mm. I think. All right. Um, So I have to go and like mingle and whatever. So I'll see you around. I'll see you around. All right. Bye. And she'll she'll wander back off and uh, the other people. And Etienne will kind of lean in to you, Maxine, and he'll say, she's a good kid. She's got this. Maxine will nod and say, yep, she'll do fine when she gets over the nerves. Maybe you uh, have some tips for her on that. Yeah, uh, I think I think Maxine will uh, rush forward a little bit and catch up to to uh, like, you're, you're doing fine and just sort of like tuck her hair back a little bit, fix a, a straight strain of hair. Like, remember, the spotlight love will love you if you believe in yourself here. I know it's tough. I know you don't want to do it, but just think, think of all of the attention and, and goodwill you can get here just by being yourself and letting everyone see that. Uh, thanks, Ms. West. And again, I'm I'm really sorry about my mom shooting you and all that. That, that wasn't really oh. cool. Don't 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 worry about that. That's that's there's not something you had anything to do with, and you should not feel bad about it. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, thanks. You will do uh, great. And she sort of, you know, pats her on the shoulder again, and and you look fantastic. Thanks. Yeah, it's just you know, this isn't my usual thing, but oh, I, I know, dear. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you. Uh, we'll see you. See you later. And she'll she'll wander off, and and you see Janet Mock standing there, and she kind of watches Emily go before turning back to you and go, "Oh, I'm so glad you could make it. Oh, it's so good to see you." And she'll do the air kissing thing, and she'll she'll touch your elbow, Maxine, and kind of guide you away from Etienne. And so, how are things with with Mr. Beauregard? Oh, you know, we're uh, enjoying each other's company. Very good, very good. Violet turns over shoulders as a lot. <laughs> Even better. And Etienne's like, like a... I'm, I'm not that far. I can hear you. <laughs> Nothing like a, a near-death experience to bring people together. Oh, a, another one? Oh, you know, we like to keep things exciting around here. Like, we certainly do. Is that really how we, how we want to put it? And as the party proceeds, you know, there's the usual, uh, like small auction for charity with members of the fire department and the uh, police department. Poor Brett is up there just like flop sweat as he stands there stiff as a board as he's being auctioned off. 
and Percy is in the crowd, but he's actually working. And he, uh, someone says like, you know, $700. And Percy spills their drink on him, them. <laughs> and Brett's just like, just panic. And they do a couple more little, you know, talks about Brindlewood Bay and what the new year will bring. And then Emily goes up to the, the front. And she's nervous and she kind of laughs and she goes, I know uh, you all are relieved that it's me and not my mom. Because, uh, you know, we like press, but not that much press, right? Huh? And, and she, she kind of starts fumbling her way through a speech. And... She says, you know, Brindlewood Bay was really important to my dad, and he would be so glad to know that the foundation that he started would continue to support this town and the people in it. And, and oh, oh, my God. And there's a hush over the crowd. And Emily looks over everyone's head. And you turn around. And there is Miss Amanda Krause. And if Maxine is dressed to the nines, Amanda is dressed to the 9.5. This is... How dare she? She is like just decked out in something that probably cost the equivalent of all of Maxine's clothes. Mm. And it is like made for her. And her long hair is swept back in, in a, a kind of a, like the kind of like fake mohawk kind of thing where it's raised in the center. And she looks amazing and also like a movie villain. And she smiles and says, oh, don't stop on my account, dear. You were doing great. And Emily is just like, I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. And she just leaves the stage and disappears into the crowd. And Amanda smiles kind of like, uh, you know, like, aw. And then walks up to the stage and mounts it and walks up to the, the uh, mic and says, it's so good to be back home. And the crowd is silent. What are you all doing? Rosemary calls out, did they release you on bail? I was exonerated. There just wasn't enough evidence. And it's unfortunate, the miscommunication that we had, but it's the beginning of a new year and we're here to bring in the future for Brindlewood Bay and beyond. 
And we want to thank you so much for your contributions and the help you have provided. We are going to change the world, and we are so glad you're going to be part of it. Eva, honey, can you lock the doors now? And you hear a heavy clunk as the doors begin to close and people start asking, you know, muttering questions like what's going on. But and... we know, right? And we have a plan and we're ready to fuck shit up. Are, are you? Yes. Right. Amanda says Brindlewood Bay has always been special. Always. This town and even Mucky Point have had people living here for longer than most believe. And this place is tied to forces that many don't understand. But my friends and I do. And we want you to know that whatever happens, whatever comes next, it's going to be a brighter day for all of us. But it's 11.45. So it is. It means we have about half an hour. Shall we start the music? You ready, girls? Because we've brought earplugs and we are ready (laughs) for this. All right, y'all put your earplugs in. Discreetly. 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 And Etienne is looking at you kind of confused. What's going on? Yeah, Maxie will just silently hand him earplugs. Trust me. Violet kneels down like she's scratching Jerry's ears and like slips in little doggy earplugs for him. I feel like I feel like he's probably safe from the music, but I I like the the yeah no the scene there. Don't uh, don't assume. Yeah. Um. And other people are starting to be. Like what's what's going on? And you hear a shriek as uh Emily gets forcefully dragged out by Phoenix Cole from where she had been in the kitchen. And she's let go of me. Oh my god, what is happening? What's wrong with all of you? And Janet Mock approaches. And she says to Emily, don't worry, dear. It'll be over soon. It's Flock, right? Flock, yes, sorry. Jenna Mock is like, what's her name? Sorry. (laughs) And uh, meanwhile, people start, people around you start coughing and holding their throat. And you scent you can just get the hint on the air of pomegranate. All right. As the first person falls to the ground. 
time for us to head to the fucking kitchen. There is the beginning of panic. So you're all going to the kitchen. And and you're just like pushing your way through the crowd trying to uh Everybody get like get to the out? kitchen. Like well, yes, they are freaking out, but like are they, they like are trying to out. leave or there are people trying to leave. There are people, yeah, trying to help the the people that have fallen hmm. fallen ill. So there's some commotion that we could like disguise ourselves with. Yes. Hmm. And you'll hear over the crowd Amanda call out, even though she clearly doesn't know like where you are, Maxine, she'll say. Miss West, I have a drink for you. Uh, Maxine will want to rise to that to, to that bait, frankly. Violet just like puts her arm <laughs> out and grabs Maxine's wrist and just like gives it a little squeeze, just like just hold it in. Just don't blow the cover yet. Maxine's <laughs> like <clears throat> and just uh and keeps walking into the kitchen with the rest of them. <clears throat> She'll get hers. Well, how? How will she get hers? We'll have to go down to the dock and then we will deal with it there. All right, cool. So get into the uh, the door and shit without people noticing us? You can get into the kitchen. It seems like there's a bit of a commotion as the members of the cult start um, revealing themselves more and you see amongst them, sorry, pulling up my list. You see uh, Melanie Blair and uh, she pulls out a surplus and pulls it on over her head. And so does Dr. Kira Matthews. No, not you too, Doctor. And that's the last thing you see before uh, heading into the the room or into the kitchen, which is empty after Emily's been taken out, uh, except for Percy. Percy is sitting there and he's kind of like pressed against the wall, eyes wide, looking at you. And he's like, "What? what's happening? Um, nothing, dear. Just the end of the world. Don't worry about it. We we're, we have it under control. <laughs> Just what? Don't follow us. Just <laughs> stay here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe call the sheriff. The sheriff's here. Okay. Yeah. Don't call the sheriff then. And uh, you go to the secret door. Yep. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me that what we've you're known doing. about all along. Well, we know we know the secret door well, was I there mean, from when we were here. Down there before. Yeah. So. Yep. Did they so. close it behind them, or is it still open? It. It is closed right now, but 
we remember how to open it. Maxine will go and push on the one spot on the wall, but not lean against it with her full weight this time. That's to avoid falling on the stairs. Good plan. The door opens. Who does the surplus that we have fit best? It probably shouldn't be Maxine, if only because Maxine and Amanda have a thing going and it's not going to fucking work to hide her. But like, could someone be sneakier with a disguise? Well, Rosemary has... I have Remington Steel. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So Rosemary could wear it and do what? Yeah, what do you want me to do? Don't we have I'm just getting it ready so that we might have an advantage in a, in a later. Uh, if she's going to move it, don't we have to move it over to her cozy little place uh, inventory? Nah. Just we'll activate it as as uh, Maxine's thing. So okay. you're, you're the character, sir. What do you do? Right. So, did we? What was the plan? Like, are we destroying the obelisk? Is that how we're how we're doing this? We didn't uh, fully uh, flesh out the. So. Let's see. What's the? Yeah, presumably. Yeah, that feels like in the in the ritual that we set up. That feels like the kind of like core central, like the really central piece to it, kind of thing. Sure. So agreed. Because we've planned this ahead of time. Um, we get to the area with the the, the obelisk and um, um, Rosemary. Are will... we catching them before they get it on the boat, or? I uh, think that's the yeah. Ideally, yes. we'll stop them before they get in the middle of the water. <clears throat> Rosemary, I think, will, um, what? I think actually, it's as you are going through the caverns that you look up and you see the obelisk in the caverns on a like wheel dolly thing. It is big and it is intricately carved with what look like Greek and Sumerian and all sorts of ancient languages and some things that you don't recognize at all. And uh, it is radiating a kind of power that you you can't really like understand, but you feel it. I mean, we could understand it. Maybe if you had time. What about? Magic. Yeah, are, are you going to do that right now? I mean, what would happen with that? Because like, that's for gaining a clue. Yeah, like, I'm not. I'm not sure. It's discover the magical properties of an item or spell. On a hit, it works. You get a clue and can detail the results of the working. Like you understand that this is something to do with summoning. Is it gonna hurt us? The the obelisk, like itself, 
Probably not, no. It is a powerful artifact. Well, the specifics are not that... Not that relevant. Well, once they like get we have a inside idea of, what of it... it does <clears throat> once I, I they get inside of it, um, Rosemary will look to Thurgood and say, um, all right, so here we are. Um, we'll do just like we practiced, right? And Thurgood will look at you and then say, I can't hear you. <laughs> um, you you know the the, and she'll motion to his back because just like that Wonder Woman bullshit, Thurgood is carrying a pickaxe behind behind his back. And I imagine so, like people have been kind of eyeing him funny the whole time because he has like like a bulge coming out the seat of his pants and sure yeah uh, like two pointy bulges on his shoulders because he's mm -hmm. not a big man mm -mm. okay yeah, so like take off his his suit jacket or whatever yep and he'll and turn around like strapped yeah it's like how was he holding it there the entire time <laughs> and, and maybe Etienne can also help with this being a big strong man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Thurgood is strong. He is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he Not can't big, take but... the thing off. Uh, Etienne will will take the the pickaxe and look at it, and the obelisk and look at at Maxine. Like, what is going on? Should have been doing us. <laughs> Our friends, the Krauses, and their associates are trying to end the world by sacrificing their daughter to an ancient sea monster. Violet turns to Maxine and says, "You actually summed that up way better than I thought you would." It's really not. That it sounds crazy, though, but it's truth. And he'll look at it, sacrificing Emily. Yeah. Well, ideally not, but you know. But they need this thing, and if they don't have it, it he gets this look on his face, like just rage, and he says, as he kind of hefts the the thing, says, "They're not going to touch my daughter," and he smashes the obelisk, and just like one strike. The pickaxe goes right through. It crumbles in half and it kind of gives like a weird shriek as it falls apart. Rosemary will kind of gesture to the to all of those like to, to third good, like just like that. Just go on. And Maxine will just be like good sorry what your daughter we can talk about it later you like we're gonna have to like tldr this maxine like just you know we gotta we probably gotta get moving oh we should do you think we should destroy the boat too and you hear 
coughing sound. And you feel the bullet pass by your ear. And turning, you see Amanda with a gun shaking in her, her, her hand, which is also shaking, as she stares at you and she goes, what did you do? And Maxine will say, oh, shut the fuck up and tase her. <laughs> uh, that is going to be... No, fuck it. I don't need a roll. You hit her. Where do you hit her with the tase? Or like what? Can you tase someone in the face? Yeah. Uh, I mean, theoretically, I don't... Like, it doesn't have to go in that deep to get like no, to bite like, the thing is it's usually not where you want to aim because it's just like it's a very small target yeah um, that's true that's why you aim for like this is a tv half. show yeah that's true but i'm just like maybe i don't know don't know if you really want to hit her eyes or anything that might be a little no no, no not hit her in the eye but like like dead in the forehead just like they're yeah, that'd be funny. Yeah, because they're barbed. That's that's why they can stick. Yeah. So do it. Sure, you you dead it. in the fucking forehead. <laughs> and she like immediately eyes go wide and she stiffens and is shuddering and the, the gun drops as as her, her muscles all go crazy and behind her Janet Mock sorry, Janet Flock <laughs> rushes down the stairs and sees the obelisk and just wails like a, a scream just grief and she drops Rose, to her knees rosemary will like slide in and grab the gun that um amanda uh drops and like kind of aims it at both of them and uh yeah all of them are Coming down the stairs, Emily is is being hoisted between Phoenix Cole and uh, Doctor Matthews. In, in she's like kind of tied up and being dragged down, and they they just stop and stare. And uh, Doctor Matthews just goes <laughs> and drops Emily's back end and just starts running back up the stairs. <laughs> yep. Uh, party's over. Uh, Emily, would you be a deer and come over here and we'll, we'll get you out of here? I think she's tied up, isn't she? Yeah, she, she is. She's kind up. of trussed up, yeah. Okay. Up. Violet's gonna, like, just jump forward and try to grab uh, Dr. Matthews before she can get away. Uh, sure, yeah. You, you, you manage and you grab her I guess like the the bottom of her her robe, and she's let let go. I I had nothing to do with this. I'm I was I was coerced. I was coerced. I was I was definitely coerced. Shut up! Just stop it. And she just like pulls her down the stairs, like towards her. And she just kind of whimpers and goes along. And she goes, I, I, I. Yeah, <laughs> I have no time for a coward's excuses. Just be quiet. And she just she sort of like holds her 
uh, holds the doctor's arms behind her as she like brings her down and like shoves her towards the the other woman. And Amanda reaches up and yanks the barbs out of her forehead. And the rosemary will like kind of uh, she's still pointing the gun at them, but um she'll look at Amanda and say, ah 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 dear. <laughs> Do it then. Do it, you might as well. I think uh, Maxine will pull out her phone and make sure that they get footage of Emily all tied up and like being hoisted around by these people. Jacob Hoytress will just be like, thank you, that'll be helpful. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, what? You're gonna take it to the police, Maxine? No, you're gonna, actually, you're gonna get us arrested, okay. Maxine? We'll take this to the FBI. Oh, the FBI. And she laughs, but she's also kind of crying a little bit. And she says, you don't understand anything. This was a bargain. This was a bargain. Operative word was. And Kira kind of whimpers. And Phoenix and Eva Cole look just like stricken. And who catches on fire first? Who's them or I think Ava. Like a, like someone flicked a lighter, instantly Ava is engulfed in flame and she screams and is flailing around. And Amanda just laughs and goes, we can't keep up our end. And next is Dr. Matthews. And you see her, she looks confused and she's like, what? What? Nobody told me? Nobody? T-. And then poof, flame. And Emily is like screaming behind the gag. And Thurgood is looking just completely passively. Gita looks fascinated. And Etienne is like, He's moving in front of the three of trying to move in front of the three of you as the Violet, cultists. Violet just wants to go over and grab Emily and just like kind of turn her away from all of the alive burning people. So she can also get her out of the flame range. Yeah, and just like kind of like hold her. And they are pretty soon. All of them but Amanda. Not just like, this isn't a natural fire. They aren't like, they are like cremating before you. There is nothing left of these people but soot. And Amanda is staring at the people around her and stares at you, the three of you, and says, I hope you're happy. Well, I wouldn't say happy, but maybe. Before you can even finish, she poofs and and screams oh. as the maybe flames engulf her. Violet just turns around away from Emily and says, yup. 
and before the clock strikes midnight the fires are out the cultists are gone You go upstairs, and there are people on the ground. Some of them are not dead. Uh, You see the sheriff looking very confused, sitting on the edge of the stage. And there are small piles of ash at several points along the floor. And uh, Sheriff looks up at you as you come near and, and he, he just kind of looks really confused and says, Deputy Cooper, just, she, she just, what's when going on? Yeah. Well. Well, that sucks. She, she seemed nice. Mm-hmm. Competent. I don't... What's going on here? Because he will sort of sigh and be like, it's a long story. And we're probably going to explain it more than once. Probably time for you to call in some help. Yeah. Are you? No, we can't. We can't. Etienne just kind of looks at, at you all and says, no one's going to believe this. Well, they have to. We have pictures. No. No, we can't. If this got out. Gita is looking around and she goes, yeah, this is like beyond like their pay grade. To be fair, that's a low bar, but um, he's got a point. Mm-hmm. We... If other people find out about this. There's not a real good way to explain the disappearance, the mass disappearance of a bunch of, and Violet just kind of like vaguely waves her hand around at <laughs> Snowdrop House. High profile figures. Etienne looks around for a moment and then says, they had a boat. Yep. Boats oh. disappear. They do disappear. And sometimes they never turn up or the people on them. While it just turns to Etienne, just does one of those like, I like the way you think. And Etienne kind of looks at, at Maxine a little apologetically and and says, we the sheriff and I will get this cleaned up. You ladies should take care of Emily. Oh, absolutely. Maybe make sure that uh the stone chunks go to different spots? I think 
I think maybe they'll stay where they are. And Snowdrop House won't. And the sheriff is just looking like aghast. Like, just like, what are you saying? I didn't hear anything. Did you hear anything, girls? Well, I heard the sheriff saying that he wants to have the FBI come in, find him completely no, incompetent no. for letting... He... Hold on, I'm, I have a point here. <laughs> the FBI will find him completely incompetent for letting all of this happen under his nose for years, letting dozens upon dozens of people get killed by this organized crime ring. And he will lose not only his job, but any respect he has in this community or any other, possibly even going to jail. And that just, that just seems like a shame. Does seem like a bad idea. The sheriff is just like pale, kind of, kind of sweaty. Well, then we've got a work cut out for us girls. Yeah, I guess so. Maxine is at least, I mean. Maxine, we should check your basement. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Etienne kind of kisses Maxine on the cheek and says, Happy New Year. I'll see you in the morning. Maxine would just nod and say, yeah, that would be good. Let's let's talk then. Um, maybe at yours? I don't know if I'm going to have a house still. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk. Go, go, go. Maxine heads outside to find some more perception so that she can call uh, Lena and ask her to go look at the house. And the rest of you, what are you doing? Well, we still have Emily. <laughs> yeah, um, Rosemary's going to check in with Emily and just... Um, <clears throat> Violet's going to untie Emily. <laughs> yes, yes. Emily, are you okay? How, how are you doing? You hurt? I can't believe this is real. My dad had... My dad found things and he told me that he thought my mom was into some weird shit. But this is, this is. Yeah, this is kind of worse than an MLM scheme. I'm sorry, kiddo. But it's, it's over now, right? Hopefully. Yeah. I. Rosemary, can I stay at yours? Absolutely, dear. Okay. I'm going to need some weed, I think. Uh, I could figure something out. Okay. That okay is also kind of like, okay. Mm-hmm. Violet just looks over at Rosemary and says, just keep it in weed. I whip. I'm going to find some medicinal um, remedies that will help 
um, with such a traumatic experience, yes. Yeah. Okay. And she'll kind of lean on Rosemary and Thurgood looks up at, at all of you and says, didn't get to use my axe. But you were ready and that is all that we asked for. And you got to okay. use a pickaxe. So it's kind of similar. Mm. Sometimes you got to branch out, try new things, you know? Thanks, Thurgood. She called me, so I came. Call me right. if you need me. Is the is the ocean quiet now? And he'll kind of tilt his head and take out an earplug and say, I think it's happy. No, it's relieved. Mm. And Rosemary will say, Happy New Year, Thurgood. And she'll, she'll lean down and she'll kiss him on the top of his little head. And he'll look, he'll just look like charmed and, and grin widely with his tiny little teeth and mm-hmm. his, his weird blinky eyes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, let's get a little epilogue. Unless you have anything more you want to explore this night. I think I'm good there. you yep. Then an epilogue. Go for it. How far? Set the siege. Let's see. Future. Uh, like, what is it? Like the next day? You or tell like me. Months from now. You tell me. It's. It's. Let's do a cozy montage. How montage. are you doing this morning, girl? You need a montage. Um, I feel like we could do two things. We could either do one, which is like the next day immediately, because it's like New Year's Eve, like bringing in the new year and new beginnings and stuff. Or we could do something like a few months down the road where it's like out of winter time, spring. like into spring which is like, I believe when we started the campaign in spring, I think. Yeah. So let's do that. Could do either or. I like the spring idea. Sort of bring it full circle. All right, then spring it is. It's spring. Spring has sprung. Indeed. So... Let's see. Brandwood Bay. Um, camera comes down on this house that's like surrounded by lush greenery and flowers, and it's motherfucking Rosemary's house. Um, she is tending to her plants and um talking to them as usual, and um she will 
she's working on like repotting some things and she'll say can you would you mind passing me that um that uh that that tool over there because i totally know garden tools tool over there and um travel? Are, are you looking for a travel yeah and some of that mulch and um the camera will pan over and thurgood is just standing there and he just like hands it over um and she's like thank you dear um for the record they're not together but thurgood often spends time helping out rose with rosemary around the house or whatever sometimes yeah, I, just I, come I and be there <laughs> i don't think thurgood is is a with somebody kind of guy yeah he just real quick appears yes our crown flashbacks do we want to do them now before the epilogue or are we doing those after the epilogue that's true um if you want to do them now or if you want to like work them, them into your while we're epilogue here. Or, or yeah while whatever we're here whatever works for you okay. feel feel free um what did i do i did uh imperfect <laughs> daughter and uh, fond memory of children. So, um, fond memory of the children, I'll say, is like one of the first years that um, Rosemary uh, started teaching. Um, she was teaching like like a very basic um, like a science class or something like that. And um, <clears throat> she was kind of nervous since this was like, again, her first year of teaching, um, but she was teaching uh, a unit on things. And she was doing that, um, that, that science uh, experiment. Well, that's what she was doing. She was introducing concepts of things through science experiments and like one of the things that she enjoyed so much was seeing like that light turn on in a kid's eyes when like they kind of like grasp and understand something through the idea of like an experiment like you know that experiment when you like um uh you light a match and then you drop it in a bottle or something like that and then you put the egg on top and then the egg like gets sucked into like yeah. doing that or something and like the kids are like freaking out like whoa and rosemary explaining it and she really liked that in particular because she doesn't have kids but she had children which was a fond memory um hmm, imperfect daughter uh i'll say that well Sure, we'll go there. Um, Rosemary, when she was getting involved with um, her soon-to-be husband and um, they were, uh, you know, involved or they, they, were, they enjoyed substances of different kinds, um, her parents, who were still alive at the time, were not very fond of that. Um, and they, as secure as 
JJ was um, in his job, they were still kind of disapproving of like the things that they did and they found them to be like kind of reckless or whatever. And they, they didn't approve of their relationship like a hundred percent. Yeah, it wasn't like the ideal relationship that they wanted for Rosemary, but Rosemary didn't care because Rosemary don't play by anybody's rules, only her own. So <laughs> um, yeah, there's that. Very good. Anyone else want to go? I think. Uh, oh, okay, go ahead. No, I was just. I just wanted to ask a question real quick. For um, so, do we still do stuff like Shadow in the Garden now? Post. Everything? I'll leave that up to you. Okay, interesting. Do you want to to hint at at? darker elements again or do you think the elements are gone we did in we did suggest that we may want to do like one of specials in the future potentially sure but the the midwives and persephone are are toast so and also the the uh what's it called the sweeps week mysteries don't use the void crown so presumably Okay, cool. All right. So I think the camera uh, cuts to uh, Maxine in an unfamiliar room. And Maxine is reading a book and you can't see what it is. And she she gets up and frustratedly paces it <laughs> paces back and forth and throws the book on the on on a chair, kind of like is frustrated. And uh, the camera sort of tilts a little bit. And the book is Stock Markets for Dummies. Oh. And she kind of just, she collects herself and she sighs and she goes and picks up the book and uh, leaves the room. And we can over to a different room and Echen and Emily are sitting at a table and she puts it down in front of Emily starts like, asking her questions, no audio, but is trying to like, understand something about how it works. Very cute. Oh, do you have a mask to put on? That was that both crime? in some ways. Oh. What was your crime? A private side, very few of you get to see. Present, oh. present tense. Oh. And and is your house okay? Uh, n- no. <laughs> um, that's <laughs> that's why she's at HN's. Uh, part of the house is gone. Oh, oh, damn! George got his revenge. Yep. So it's a uh, part of that's still there, but there's, there's sort of tarps over it and like they're like the the you know east half of it is being reconstructed. Surprise renovations. okay so with violet you see the the camera kind of like doing like an um you see coming in with like kind of like an above view of the cemetery in brindlewood bay and um as it kind of like pans down uh you see uh violet and 
Jerry, of course, uh, standing in front of a gravestone and she kneels down and sets just like a little like bouquet of flowers in front of Lily's headstone and um just she's just standing there silently and says you know I miss you sweetie and you see her walk away and she keeps walking like down the rows and gets to like an older part of the cemetery and you see her stop again and she's stopped in front of the gravestone of her father and she visits Lily's gravestone like not infrequently um and like the other like the other girls have, have been with her for that and everything but she never she never goes with anyone when she visits her father's gravestone because she had a really like complicated relationship with him and she doesn't really say much when she's standing there looking at it but she does just silently like set down like a small bouquet of flowers in in front of his headstone as well and you see the camera pan to kind of like follow her um out of as she's walking out of the cemetery and then as she's walking out like it kind of flashes back to see um like a very quick flash of somebody in the back of the cemetery standing wearing a golden mask before it fades out. Her new girlfriend is uh, the occluded king. <laughs> All right, and I think that we see uh, as before the, this is a, just a little stinger, little post credits. No. The, uh, we see the Brindlewood Bay police station, the sheriff's office, and Sheriff Dalrymple is sitting on the chair. Uh, Deputy Brett is, is sitting at his desk and they're both just like, looking up at the ceiling or twiddling their thumbs. Maybe, maybe, uh, Sheriff Dalrymple is, uh, doing a Sudoku and in, instead of like filling out a report and like the desks are all clean. There's no phone ringing. The radio is on and it is just like super quiet and, and nothing is happening. And Dalrymple looks at the phone and looks at his empty notepad and says, God damn those women. <laughs> and then cut to black. What about Gita? Oh, Gita. Oh, does Gita need a scene? Uh, Gita is back. I think actually Gita has moved to Brindlewood Bay and is oh uh running the bookstore which bookstore. is now um it's it's uh gita's goodies nope. <laughs> no it's still very much it's not the candlelight booksellers i think it's it's like 
uh, what was the, it was the Athenium in Boston? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is just, it's, it's the Athenium, Brindlewood Bay branch. And it is a bookstore and a library and the, you see her at the store and she is just talking someone's ear off about this, this book. And the person's like, mm-hmm. And, and just as Gita just goes on and on. And then we see the camera pan up and it goes up the stairs and you see that your murder maven loft is still there and you see jerry's bed is still there and everything is how you left it except there is a poster on the wall and it says new amanda delacour mystery summer this year and then it ends did it everybody you did it and no one died well plenty of people died actually said no one died (laughs) no one no one that would be missed died town probably wants another doctor Mm. yeah anyway Congratulations, gang. Let's, I mean, I don't think we really need to do end of session questions. Do you want to? You made us go through all that thing of picking those questions and now we're doing that. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, okay. okay, Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Did you solve a mystery? Yes, y'all solved a mystery. Maxine, did you share a memory of a late family member? I don't think you did. No. Did you show someone that you've still got it? For sure you did. Shut the fuck up. Bang. Ease to the face. Yep. I like the idea that Amanda was like all done up to the nines and then she just has these like this gouge in her forehead as she pulls the barbs out. That, I mean that, that was yeah. that was part of it, right? <laughs> Yep, so that was good. All right. Uh, Violet, you definitely behaved like a woman half your age. At several points, I would say. Mm. Did you show someone that you've still got it? I think so. Yeah. Definitely showed whatever was in the basement that you still got it. Violet. Or sorry, Rosemary. Did you share a memory of a late family member? You For did. For once. Wait. Oh, yeah. Well, Rosemary didn't, but. Rosemary did. Yeah. When? Well, I mean, you, the, the mask story counts or the crown story. I will. I will count Does that. it? Yeah. You showed us. Oh, okay. Because and... for once, Rosemary did not. She's I not going to ramble this time around. <laughs> That's true. Did you show someone that you've still got it? I think so. I'll take it. You were very much a part of the investigation in the museum, and you 
we're like trying to do a very rosemary thing of confronting the beastie and not just like assuming that it was nasty but trying to be humane and rosemary so i think so rosemary does what rosemary wants she's totally punk rock also did did you understand that that the uh i interpreted the deep sea creature communication was calling thurgood i guess yeah, yeah. I, I still didn't remember, but because Matt it was like, out. Matt was a little confused. <laughs> That's what I assumed happened. We got there eventually after someone explained it to me. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe I was too subtle. <laughs> anyway, cool. All right, so y'all hit max XP, I think. I didn't, but not like I really gained anything. You should have. You had three open I spots. Two. Oh, that's right. Yay. You're maxed out. <sighs> you hit level 100. All right. Uh, stars? Wish Wishes as appropriate? I, I, have, I have a list. Oh, good. List. Uh, ben, Gita's, can you adopt me? Adopt me, Miss Honey. Uh, Martin's accidental, my car was fatally injured. Mm-hmm. Or, sorry, was badly injured. That's hurt. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> ben, for, no wonder she killed somebody. Yeah. Uh, Martin for Rosemary just being a hungry and <laughs> all of the, like the butter and the the crabs and everything. Um, Tracy for mm, uh uh-uh, don't like that at all the appropriate mm-hmm. times with the appropriate mm-hmm. level of just like mm-hmm. monotony. Um, Martin for. Uh, the read of Amanda Krauss, that the heckling of Amanda Krauss. Um, Tracy for Jerry's earplugs. And then again for Gita gasping, Bobby, when Maxine fell. Yeah. That's my list. Do you have any wishes or are, are you, do you think we're wishless? I, I wish to keep playing RPGs with all of y'all because I have fun. Okay. Um, I can go my uh, list. It was a lot similar to Matt, except for all the ones that were me, because obviously. But um, um, I really liked the mystery solution that y'all came up with. Um, so like when I was writing the clues, I tried to kind of think of various ways to solve the mystery and then kind of backwards 
reverse engineered clues for it without any like like real solid ones so that it would be like this is definitely the way you should do it but uh, I think you did really well with the pieces that you got and uh, I really enjoyed that thank you for going along with it even as it ran really late and thanks for uh, giving Brindawood Bay a chance and letting uh, just yeah it was star for y'all get participation stars but also <laughs> the, the characters Shit out of here. Well, you get you get a star for being part of this and and going along with it and going like getting into it not like for just participating but for like being into it and i really appreciate that so that's a star and i guess i'll take it <laughs> also a star for um shit it was there where'd it go fuck um oh yeah just i really liked how like you were all looking for moves to use and like items to use you were really getting into like this is your last this is the last hurrah it felt like a a, a finale because you were just going going hard so congrats and well done and my only wish is yeah i i'm not like I'm not not okay with bringing these ladies back for a one-off special, but I'm looking forward to playing other things with y'all and seeing what uh, new characters you come up with and what adventures we get into. And yeah. What if it's just the same characters, but just different games? <laughs> so like, if you wanted to do the between with your characters, like ancestors, that's that's totally valid and cool or like mecha mm -hmm. anime character or mecha anime game i would love like to see rosemary like <laughs> neon genesis rosemary yeah oh man everyone else would be like having these big like dramatic angst filled moments during the the end and rosemary's just like eating candy and watching like mm -hmm. rosemary is the one that like made lco yeah. Oh. No. Like, whoa. Why is it orange? Because I felt like it. I I put too much red in the food. Too much red yeah. food coloring. It was supposed to be more yellow. The time that my husband got absorbed into a giant fighting robot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we didn't know where he went, but oh my god. <laughs> um. Yeah. Sorry for Tracy. That moment when um in the basement and uh the the crab thing was coming in the door and you just like shut the door like i don't even know if i could have thought of that like it was just, not only was it a bold move but it was a smart move it was just cool just like why don't i just shut the door <laughs> there's something coming in the door let's shut the door <laughs> like, that was great um matt for um tasing somebody in the face 
not even wondering if it was possible or if it was logical. It's just like, whatever, you're getting tased in the face, period. That's, that's it. Um, and Ben for like putting the pressure on us a little bit and like, uh, especially with the crab thingies, it made me think of um, when we were playing, playing Quietus and it was like me and Tracy trying to figure out what to do and then like, <laughs> getting shot <laughs> like, well, if you hang out uh shit's gonna happen so um yeah and, and and seeing this this campaign to its um conclusion was boy have we been on a journey it's so good it feels like it feels like trophy again it's like oh it felt like just traveled the world or something. <laughs> adventure. It's a literal adventure. Um, also, stars to me, fun fact, that commercial was actually a commercial that I remember from childhood that would play on the TV all the time and I had it memorized. <laughs> so that's where that came from. Why did you memorize um, a personal injury lawyer commercial? Because it came on that frequently. <laughs> oh, it's the same yeah. reason that I know fucking Salino and Barnes, and Barnes because it was the commercials came on during fucking like Sesame Street and shit. Like yep, yep. it was always on. But yeah. why? Why do you why put they on during it Sesame is... Street? I don't know. But yeah, they, they were, were pushing advertising like really hard, and sometimes they they were on Sesame be. Street for me because it, we got American PBS, and that's where I watched mm-hmm. Sesame Street or or North Illegal. New York. No, yeah, not illegal. <laughs> North New York PBS. So yeah, like Western Western New York. Western PBS. New York, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and like I have two phone numbers from Jim the Hamo Shapiro memorized like <laughs> you just hear it enough it's it's gonna yeah. stick yeah, yeah it's like you're watching like... a program you'll see it like at least three times that's three times yeah. in like what 30 minutes or whatever and then you watch that show every day and it keeps happening yeah it's... yeah there's a whole thing like about that that i can mention when we're like uh like off recording um yeah. uh my Jingles stars work. My stars are for Ben, for just Gita in general. Like, she's a really fun character. Like, just, like, she she has, like, a lot of depth as, like, a side character, as, like, an NPC, and I really enjoy that. Like, she very much has her own personality and, and quirks. Um, like, yeah, the mommy thing is hilarious. The adopt, <laughs> you adopt me. Um, I think I'm allergic to poison too. <laughs> like it's, uh, yeah, like gold, love it. Um, yeah, again, Maxine, just emphasizing again, just like tasing in the fucking face, absolutely fantastic, love that, and also just like taking the risks that she did and then still just kind of rolling with the like oh I oh yeah again climbing on the fucking <laughs> whale time to play i'm gonna just climb up to the whale yeah, why structure not? all right fine. sure everything's fine um it went well. and yeah and stars for for martin for like yeah just remember being so like nonplussed by 
like the majority of things just being like you know like the flash of like her husband on the projection screen just like hi honey kind of thing. Oh, that was really good that was uh, yeah. i love that and just like the like crustacean creature starts screaming and she's just like oh okay yeah that's yep maybe i can try to talk to it it's just like <laughs> all right but it's just very very rosemary um so yeah like stars all around and stars in general first like yay we did it we got through we got through all the campaign and we finished i'm very happy uh wishes um yeah just to keep playing cool stuff it would be neat if like when we play the between if we do end up seeing any kind of connections between Brindlewood Bay and or between campaign that might be neat um so yeah but yeah in general a plus plus round yeah the between why All right, well, pinned? on that note, I will end recording here.